So this is the second episode I want to do on Elliot Roger. I did an episode last week on Elliot Roger. It was an epic episode. It lasted two and a half hours in which I talked about the whole Elliot Roger topic comprehensively. But there's been so much response to that first episode, I wanted to do a second episode, but not just by myself, but with one of my co-hosts, Umberto Castaneda, who is here. So welcome to the podcast. This is Psychology in Seattle. My name is Kirk Honda, and I'm a professor and licensed therapist. And my name is Umberto Castaneda. Today, it's just me. <laughs> it's just me and you. Yeah. So I thought what we could do, actually, is just have a random episode where we watch videos related to Elliot Roger and comment on it. Yeah, that's great. So first off, if you want to know the full story as of today, which is two or three weeks after the killings, listen to the first episode, which was last week. And, and that one is titled The Psychology of Elliot Roger. So if you're looking for all the answers, we're not going to be able to provide them. Plus, a lot of new information is, is continually coming coming out. And so I'm sure some of the things that we say today will be wrong, but we'll always try to couch it in the fact that we're just working off what we can gather from the internet. I thought we would watch a bunch of YouTube clips. This is Glenn Beck on TV talking about Elliot Roger. Let's see what he has to say. What kid talks about women have the right to choose who to mate and breed with? Sick. He's That's made sick. them into objects and animals. And he actually goes on to say that he wants... Quote, quarantine all women in concentration camps and oh starve gosh. them to death. Wow. Now, I got news wow. for you. Uh, that's, that, that is, they should not have the right to choose who to mate or breed with. That is almost an exact quote from Teddy Roosevelt. That is almost an exact quote from Teddy Roosevelt. But did he say that about women or def de defectives, as they call uh, He the said time? about people, that they should not have the right to choose. Yeah. Because they were we, trying to make a stronger race. They were, they were trying, trying to build to, a master race. They were trying the to breed progressives, out. Yeah. The progressives, he was a Republican, the progressives said, let's weed out all of the deficients. And then for Margaret Sanger, it was minorities. Yeah. Correct. So they're the only ones that I have read... It's all the progressives, communists, fascists. They're the ones who talk like this. I, I don't know who else. No small government person talks like this. And who no constitutionalist it? talks like this. Who is it who has talked and acted on uh, concentration camps in this country? Also progressives. Oh, and, and you know what? And what is what was Daddy doing besides the uh, butt cams? What is he oh, that's right. He was doing Divergent, a story about concentration camps. Oh. I mean, that's a rich, rich, rich soup of crap to start with. But whenever something major happens, everyone uses it through their own filters or views it through their own filters and then can use it for whatever, advancing whatever angle they've got on it. In this case, I had no idea where he was going with it. I was kind of surprised that we were listening to Beck because I hadn't heard that clip and I'm thinking he's not probably going to defend him, hopefully. <laughs> like, what the hell? But sure, I mean, I guess it's predictable. It's like, yeah, leave it to the progressives to be almost as bad or worse as Elliot Roger. Yeah, I just think it's hilarious because I didn't know where Glenn Beck was going either. Actually, the first 30 seconds, I thought, oh, actually, I thought we were going to, I thought I was going to hit stop and then you and I were going to go, actually, we agree with Glenn Beck for right, once. Right. The, for the first time in my life, I can actually agree with him. And then he <laughs> he just takes a, he just takes a, a right turn 
turn into Crazyville. <laughs> it's so fast that you don't see it. And like, no, no, I'm like Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> if you if you blink, you missed it, right? Because if you're like kind of paying attention, you look away. You're like, wait, what are we? What? What are we talking about? We t- yeah. So so he he he's like you know he's talking about Elliot Roger talking about how he wants to kill women. He wants to round them up and make them have sex with men. And that's something that Elliot Rogers said. He said it, men should basically make all women into sex slaves right? so that he can get what he wants, I guess. And then he says, and who else said that? Teddy Roosevelt said that. I place a big bet that Teddy Roosevelt never said we need to make women to sex slaves. Uh, unless he said it in some weird off-the-cuff context where he was totally drunk or something. Now, I do know that around the turn of the century, 100 years ago, there was a pretty mainstream movement among people that we respect today mm-hmm. that believed in oh yeah uh, the eugenics. eugenics eugenics yeah the eugenics wars sure of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they wanted, they believed in eugenics, which was, because evolution had become mainstream. At first it wasn't accepted, but it came, became more mainstream. And then there was this idea that, well, white people must be more evolved than other people because survival of the fittest. Obviously, white people are farther up the evolutionary train. We're a different race than other people. And wow, I mean, we, we could even make our race even better if we bred better. I mean, you know, there were breeding of animals, breeding of, of right. plants, you know, to make the best rose, to make right, the right. best horse. Well, we can make the best humans. The idea of itself is not that much of a stretch because many people were farmers yep. and they were breeding all the time. Yep. Now, when we look back and you look at basically the message, it's supremely racist, right? Hey, I have an idea. People that are like me, me and my associates, we're the best. So let's make more like us, right? Well, yeah. that's that's not survival of the fittest. That's random survival of some small niche group of idiots, right? And let's prevent other people from actually right. reproducing by right. Right. making right. them infertile. Like this has nothing to do. Like so, yeah. So so Glenn, so, yeah. To do with- so so Glenn Beck says, you know, here's this thing that Elliot Rogers said. He he ties it to Teddy Roosevelt, which I don't know if that's true or not. Then they tie it to some other person that right. I didn't know, and then and then they tied it to Nazis, right? Then but even the Nazis didn't say let's take all women and, and make them into right. sex slaves but, they, but they believed in eugenics obviously but listen, listen. It, the connection is definitely clear because his dad was working on Divergent <laughs> right right and then so then he t- I mean I wonder if Glenn Beck actually believes the things that he says because my perception of him is that he's smarter than that I, I don't know I don't know I actually because I, like you know his dad just happened to work on a film yeah as if the dad actually wrote the story with the idea in mind. That's not even his work. That's not what he does. It's a, yeah. Forget about it. Like, the whole thing's ridiculous. Yeah. The movie's based on a book that someone else wrote. Right. And there are many interpretations of that book, right? <sighs> yeah. So, to, to, to me... <laughs> it's just hilarious. Glenn Beck is, one of, is the type of very dangerous individual in this world, which has a pulpit and a lot of listeners. And the things he says are so irresponsible in that yeah. sense, right? So this is, this is going on to our next one. So this is ABC News. Let's see what they have to say. The University of California Santa Barbara community is in mourning. The gunman who methodically planned the attack chronicled his descent into a deranged rage. How did this young man who seemed to have everything become a mass murderer. Tonight, we take a close look at the clues and his parents' futile race to try to stop him. An angry and psychologically twisted young man whose public rantings exploded into sheer terror in a quiet California community. Taking six young lives and injuring 13. 
22-year-old Elliot Roger, the son of Hollywood privilege, but sexually frustrated. A virgin vowing revenge in a twisted video he posted Friday addressed at his perceived enemies. Young women, he says, rejected him. All those girls that I've desired so much, they would have all rejected me and looked down upon me as an inferior man if I ever made a sexual advance towards them. Deep delusions that would turn deadly. I hate all of you. I can't wait to give you exactly what you deserve. I guess they're pandering to the audience, but it's so disingenuous. It's like they immediately go like, is this the new face of evil? And then they go like, like a man troubled with like in reality, right? The guy was obviously way off the reservation and he, he was a troubled person and and he did some terrible, terrible things. And it's it's just a tragedy all around. But th- just to aggrandize it in the first place, it's just so manipulative and it's so, so dirty, you know? Yeah. Uh, How should they talk about it? Like, like I wish this is not the way news works. So it, this would have been totally out of character, right? I do wish that like somehow news were not connected to to profit, right? It's kind of a dumb idealistic dream, but it, the way I wish it would work were more like because look, what is the what do we actually have to know about this, right? As a community, not as psychologists or as people interested in the brain, just as a community, right? As a community, it's like first there's the the actual threat. So when a threat is happening, well, we need to know, hey, there's a threat. Stay out of this area. Do whatever, right? Meaning that news should be functional for Ideally. people. Ideally. Ideally, not functional. not just for a story's sake. And unfortunately, that's not the way the world works. It's capitalism, blah blah blah. I get that, but but even in that, it's still too much. Because you could still fulfill your pro. I think you could still fulfill your promise and have your sponsors and treat it with a little bit more dignity, I guess. Because it's like, no, it's not the new face of evil. It is a poor, young, troubled man who did some unspeakably horrible things and killed himself and many other people in the process. And it's a tragedy. Well, if I were to be devil's advocate. Yeah. um, Are you the devil? It it might actually be the new face of evil in one way. And, you know, if we take it, if we take it in a particular meaning. How many shootings have there been since the Elliot Rogers shooting? Do you know? Uh, Ten. Like how many mass shootings where it's like. Not like shootings, like yeah, where yeah, someone got shot, yeah. but the sort of random act shooting. I don't know, like 10. I, I don't know. Do you know? I, I've heard already of like, there was the one in SPU. Right. There Which was, ironically, so so last week yeah. I'm recording the podcast yep. on a Thursday and I'm finishing it up and right. I get an email from my university saying, by the way, our, our neighboring university, Seattle Pacific right. University, had a shooting and right. there's a gunman. And this is just like, I don't know, a couple miles from yep, yep, yep. where I live and where I work. Right. And so it was just shocking. And then it, there were the cops that got shot. Right. The cop killer dudes that just happened down in Vegas. Right. right. It, was a, it was a couple. It was couple, a, a, couple a man and a woman. Uh, so, and then uh, there was another shooting in another school right. just today, I think. Yeah, but so, so, and this has only been, what, like two and a half and, weeks? Yeah, and before Elliot Rogers, there are tons. And, and here's my thing. But it seems particularly this bad is, the past couple of weeks. And I, t- I take this issue. If this is the, quote, new face of evil, right? First of all, what was the previous face of evil? Yeah. Terrorists, Al-Qaeda, yeah. Muslim, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And so I actually start from saying like this whole evil thing, right? The whole evil, this is the evil. That's part of the problem right yeah. there, right? Because in reality, like it actually, it's an affront to the whole thing we've been doing for the last four years. Like the idea of that there is a psychology to the human brain and that people are complex, you know, individuals. The brain is a complex thing and all these things. It's just like throwing all out, all that out and just being like, oh, it's evil. 
It's like, no, no, actually, if, if we treat it all like this label, like that's evil, then we never get to like, how, how can things be detected, prevented, uh, improved? How can you treat someone who's got society, like, you know, who's not well adjusted? How can you treat someone who needs help? You get away from all that because it's like these labels of evil, it almost excuses us as a society to do nothing. It's like, it's just evil. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know? So here's another video. Uh, I don't know what it's going to say, but it's titled on YouTube, Feminists Talk About Elliot Roger. Oh, hi there, Laureen. What's up? Did you hear about the men's rights activist, Elliot Roger, going on a killing spree? Oh, my God. Yes. I can't believe he shot all those women. Hey, ladies. What are you girls up to? Oh, hi there, Jake. We were just talking about Elliot Roger. Oh, right. That crazy dude that killed those people. Why is it that people keep saying his actions were motivated by insanity, when clearly they were motivated by misogyny? Okay, so he was an insane misogynist. It's really important we don't downplay the misogyny. It's important that we understand this was a tragedy against women. This is what men's rights looks like. We also can't forget this is an example of why guns should not be legal. Elliot shot a bunch of women because he had white male privilege. He felt he was entitled to these women. Wait a minute. He killed four men and two women. He kills twice as many men as he does women. Yet this is a tragedy against women. Also, his white male privilege, he was half Chinese. Furthermore, he stabbed as many people as he shot. This could be an argument for why we should ban knives. Also, when did men's rights have anything to do with this? Everyone knows he was a men's rights activist. Yeah, every feminist on Twitter and Tumblr says he was. Oh, well, if feminists on the internet say it, it must be true. Let's look at the facts. Elliot was not subscribed to any men's rights channels. He never liked or commented on any men's rights YouTube channel. No men's rights activist has ever heard of him before. Alright, so on the one hand, no one no one could possibly convince me that Elliot Roger doesn't fit some definition of insanity. Like I don't I don't care like what scientists, what dictionaries you, you bring out to me, and maybe I'm unconvincible in this point. To put it a different way, if what's if if someone doing what he did is not considered currently out of the norm of sanity, then I guess I'm not ready for the rest of this world because it's it's inconceivable. That's got to be labeled somewhere in the realm of insanity. Okay, in the world where people actually evaluate sanity versus mm-hmm. insanity, that strangely is not the criteria. Sure. Now, I would agree with you though yeah. that it is definitely dysfunctional behavior it's criminal behavior and maybe psychology should actually label mass killings some sort of insanity oh and i want to be clear i i I don't even mean yes i don't even mean by the diagnostic terms or whatever i'm just saying as a as a common sense legal society you're free to define insanity however you want to And, and more importantly from the legal standpoint i also i'm against the whole like innocent because of insanity Right, I'm against that whole thing. I, I have my own problems with the, how the law defines these things. Anyways. Well, let me just debate with you just for us, <laughs> yeah, just sure. like 10 seconds. Sure. Say you have someone who is severely, severely delusional, yep. and they believe that they have to kill someone in order to save the world. Right. And their delusion is such, their brain disorder is such, that 110% of them believes that this is true. They are acting morally, right? But it's based on a thought disorder. Right. And, and then let's say they act upon that murder, and this happens. Yep, you know, oh, these, this happens a lot, yeah. 
they act upon that this murder. They kill someone. They get caught. They even admit, I killed this person to That's save right. everybody. That's look right. at me. They get locked up. They get medication. They're never psychotic again. They look back and they think, what was I thinking? Right. Obviously, I was insane. Please don't ever let me out of my house. Please don't ever let me off my medication. Watch what I do. Is that person innocent by reasons of insanity? So if I were the king of the world, here's how I would handle the situation. Because this is, I'm not, I know this this happens. This this isn't an exaggeration. No, no, this, this happens. I know. If I were the king of the world, this is how I would handle that situation. Number one, absolutely, he is guilty. Because I do, I would not define guilt just simply on whether you were sane or not. Okay. Right. Okay. Number two. He's guilty of killing somebody. Yes, that's right. Number two. Uh, then I would leave it up to the doctors to evaluate whether or not his condition is treatable. Right. And number three, uh, depending on what the penalties are at the time, uh, if, if, if this type of crime deserves uh, life in prison, he goes life in prison. He gets treatment. But he gets life in prison. And and I will say, but if how, someone but, is that risky, that he will, on some cases, with the wrong medication, or if he forgot to take or something, will go on a massive killing spree. No, I'm sorry. It's a tragic story, but he's never walking free again. Because why? Because the risk to society so what is if, too high. So what if we could, according to research mm-hmm. and science and empirical evidence... Sure. Prove to you, citizen one, that this person can be cured by a medication and the risk can basically become... Zero. The same as everyone else. Yeah. Then, then sure. Now we're talking about something else. Yes. Because that's that's what they that's what it that's what this legal designation is. Yeah. The only problem is that today we don't have such a thing, right? Because we know that oh, he stopped taking the medication. That's what you know. We know about these things. Like yes, the medication makes them better, but then if they stop taking it, or one day they got the wrong one, or their brain chemistry changed. Now, sure. So, so I, in I, a situation where you could guarantee it scientifically, I guess we'd have to write the laws around that. Right. You know? And 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 so another thing is is that, but he's not innocent he's guilty just so or say someone kills somebody Mm -hmm. and they claim they're they were insane they were delusional all the time and there's no way to know because all you have is the person's account right and so and there are ways psychologists can try to figure out if someone's lying but let's say they trick all the psychologists and they quote unquote you know get away with it well if you are designated as not guilty by reason of insanity is what we call it in washington state it doesn't mean you're you go you get to go scot-free it means you go into a hospital and it it might mean that you're never released from that hospital for the rest of your life so say you assault someone and if you were just found guilty not by reason of insanity just just guilty guilty right you say the maximum sentence would be three years or something well if you become if you claim that you were insane by reason of sanity and the judge grants that or the jury grants that the the trier of fact as they call it you could stay in uh, a hospital for the rest of your life right because the psychologists, the psychiatrists now have the responsibility oh, yeah. to evaluate you and sure. and how many people are willing to say this person is now at a, you know are not likely to hurt anybody right. anymore. Right. So it's not it's not like it's not like necessarily getting away with something if that makes no, sense. No, and I do understand that. I, I guess I'm 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 being a little extreme in saying that. Look, I first want to label things properly, and I want to and and I think it's it's ironically primitive for us to think. That guilt part is just if you are conscious, but this is my opinion. And just to wrap up this debate, I'm not defending the, yeah, the yeah. legal system. It's just more nuanced than the way people often think about it. There are definite problems, right. and I've I've seen the problems firsthand. Yep. But in terms of another way to do it, I, I don't know if there is necessarily right. a better way to do it. Just like if if there's a lion, a lion eats things. 
a lion eats things. So you have a lion. He he was like nicely uh, with his trainers and stuff. One day he eats the trainer. Are you going to declare the lion? Well, he's not guilty. It's like, well, fine. The words in the end are just words. The fact is he ate the trainer and he's a risk to humans. Now, do we have to put him to sleep? I don't know. There, there's many ways to determine can he be sent to a zoo or something. But that's the kind of st- stuff I'm talking. And I'm not saying humans are the same as lions. But what I am saying is that today, I think the far left sometimes is a little too like, but what about the poor man? And I'm like, I know. But the tragedy that befell all the people he murdered and massacred is so much greater than the sadness of that sad thing that happened to that uh, individual. Yeah, well, I think whenever we get into these debates, you know, between liberal and conservative, which I'm not sure exactly what you're getting at precisely, but... Uh, I'm talking about just the the typical bleeding heart liberal position of like every prisoner has to be treated with gloves that are very soft and they have to have all the right... And I'm like, no, I actually don't agree with that. Meaning that treatment of prisoners should be humane? Yeah, I, I feel like... Like, look, once you break certain amount of covenants with society, our responsibility to treat you equally starts to wither away to the point where we may even put you to sleep or death. And yeah, you may work hard conditions the rest of your life. So so the the feminist talk about Elliot Roger video, what do you think of that? And it is concerning that that women still in the world, right, have such peril often, right? Like they, they do get physically abused often. In some countries, they are treated like garbage, like animals, right? I would be very, I would have a huge chip on my shoulder were I a woman about these things. And when you see this guy on YouTube saying all these things, the immediate reaction would probably be to be like, oh, I knew it, all guys hate us. And that's just, but there is the aspect, which that is an extreme example of a human, right? That's, that's not the average by any means. And ultimately, there are sadly many, many, many men that are either as misogynist or worse, and they actually still don't go on killing sprees. So the conflating of the two is also not quite right, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that the misogynists are right. I'm just saying they don't all go on killing sprees either. It's just like saying a race. You know, so let's say a guy goes on a killing spree, kills, you know, a thousand Koreans. And then he makes all these videos. I hate Koreans, right? So then you could say, oh, he killed a thousand people because he's racist. But that wouldn't happen in our country because we're not anti-Koreans. <laughs> we're anti-black people. Sure, sure. And we're anti-women. But you could pick, you could pick and choose whatever, right? No, you can't choose that, that. Well, he, so here's, I mostly agree with you. But and as a man myself, and as someone that was watching the debate unfold, at one point I basically had your opinion that it's like yes, misogyny exists. Yes, women are being targeted. Yes, it's terrible. We need to change it. But why are women looking at this insane person as something to point to to try to point out to our society? that we have a problem when he's clearly insane and there's something very wrong with him. Don't point to him. He's, he's not a representative of my gender. He's an insane person, right? I mean, that's, that's basically what you're getting at. And my full point has to include the thousand Korean example, by the way, because you well, were saying that that wouldn't happen. I'm saying if you're crazy, anything can happen. Right. If you're crazy, anything can happen. But I, after watching and reading and listening and to a lot of different debates about this mm-hmm. i've come around and I, and i consider myself a feminist but as a man it's hard for me to feel the visceral reaction that women feel sure. and it takes me a while to really have the empathy so at first i felt this way that, that you're saying it's like he's insane i'm not sure if as feminists we want to hold up elliot roger as the mirror of men in our society because 
the vast majority of men, as we've seen in this video and in other videos and other writing, men are looking at Elliot Roger and going, you can't do that to me. That's unfair. Elliot Rogers is insane. Don't don't use Elliot Roger as a mirror to me because I don't see myself in Elliot Roger. He's an insane person. And so I was try- I was in my head. I was like, feminists, get off of the <laughs> Elliot Roger thing. It's not working. You know, it's only working. It makes you seem like you're crazy because you're looking. But then I started thinking about it some more. And actually, it was actually a man who was talking, and he said something like. Well, if it was not Korean, let's say black. Let's say you had a white supremacist who is a KKK member and he lives in deep Georgia and he decides to go on a mass killing spree at an all black college. And he totally believes in white supremacy. He lives in a white supremacist culture. He's been online talking about white supremacy things. And then he kills himself. Well, it wouldn't be very many people that would say, why are you talking about racism, right? Most people would say, well, racism was obviously a part of this. He was insane because most KKK members don't go on killing sprees, if not, you know, the vast majority of white supremacists don't go on killing sprees. But there are still white supremacists. And in our country, these white supremacists, which there are many, are a, you know, a cadre of people. They're an exaggerated version of something that exists in our culture anyway. And, but we're used to talking about racism in our culture. We're used to, talk, thank God, used to talking about anti-black sentiment, white supremacy. We're, we're used to that. We've seen it. We're comfortable, for the most part, talking about it. I mean as comfortable as we're going to get at this point. But with misogyny, we don't talk about it very much. And it's just as much of a problem, if not a bigger problem, depending on how you gauge you know, problems. But the amount of hate crimes that happen to women, and, and, and many rapes could be considered hate crimes if you look at it in a particular way. And the fact that you, you get a guy who, he grows up in a sexist culture for sure. Whether or not you want to take it to the level of women hating is, a, is another issue. But there are certainly a codger of people in our country that hate women, right, and want to rape women and want to control women. They're definitely a group of people. You don't have to look far on the internet to find these people. And they're encouraged to some extent by messages in our culture, in movies, in advertising. Now, normal people like you and me as men, when we receive these messages, that it doesn't take us to that point. But to some people, it, it does. So it's, I think, a valid criticism on behalf of feminists, including myself, that men are fighting back and saying, hey, don't do this. It's not fair when if it were a race issue, white people wouldn't be saying the same thing is my guess. So here's why I feel it's 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 not quite the right analogy, because I think we could make an analogy if a white kid in California or another mixed race area, not the deep south, actually had gone and made a whole bunch of videos about how he, he despises black black people and uh, really they think blah, 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 the, they're the Antichrist, whatever. And then one day slices the throats of three of his white roommates or two of his white roommates, goes and shoots a white guy and then another white guy and then kills two black guys and well, kills himself. If the white guys that he killed in his apartment were dating black women nope, or, or nope, liked nope, or liked to. but but they, didn't they have to but they liked black women they, they didn't have to they didn't have to because those guys were normal right those guys were normal so they didn't have to be dating anything and 
And then when he kills himself, right, we could say, hey, you know what? There's two terrible things. One of which, the, the priority right now is to say, oh, wow, this this insane individual did some terrible things. Let's deal with that. And you know what? This is a reminder that, that, that racial sentiments are still a huge issue because he was on these bulletin boards that talk about how much they hate black people because he put these videos. Those things are both true. The difference is that it's not true that there's tons of males in, in the country who are always talking about internship camps for women and how we should slit their throats and stuff. This is not true. And so in the end, was he deeply misogynist? Yeah, but you know what? He hated himself more than anyone else, right? He hated males. He might have had some conflictive homosexual feelings inside of him. He he clearly hated the world. He was a, a misanthrope, right? Or a, yeah. And in the end, he wanted to burn. He said he wanted to burn the world. Like he he literally would have loved to see the world burn. But it always came back to women and how they wouldn't have sex with him. That was his. That was a trigger. That wasn't just a trigger. That was the foundation of all of everything that he said at the end. Now, I believe actually that in and of itself was actually a proxy for some other. I wo- think so. Some yeah. other wound that he had. I totally believe you. And and it's just a it's just a you know total hypothesis, and we'll never know. And it's potentially just psychobabble I, anyway. But but at any rate, what feminists will say, and what people that are trying to highlight the misogyny issue in Elliot Roger will say, is that you know ninety percent of what he was talking about related back to this idea that women were not having sex with him and he believed as a man he had right a right to have sex with whoever he wanted to so there's there's a number of nuances here uh, another nuance that I'll add is that it's it's interesting that when women say hey this guy part of the reason why he did this was because we live in a misogynist culture now to me I would have thought that people would be like, oh, yeah, that, I mean, clearly this is a misogynist guy. We live in a misogynist culture. He got his misogyny from somewhere. It didn't just come out of the blue. He probably got it from society because that's where people get attitudes like this. So, yes, misogyny was partially, partially to blame. We're all to blame, not just men, women too. Our society is to blame for this man's attitude. Um, should we all flog ourselves? No. But is it a lesson to be learned? Yes. I just don't know what we do, though. I don't know what's the change. But you see, that's another thing that men will say. I don't know what to do. No, it's seriously. Like, 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 so let's take it well, to but, its full extent. Well, well but let's say to, it's misogyny. What do we do about it? What is it? We can talk about that. And, okay. I, and I can certainly lay out some things. Sure. But I'm not a genius and I'm not a researcher in this area. But do you, do you for a second think that but, the Vegas but, but, shooting would have not happened? But why get defensive? about it and say, well, you know, what are you going to do about it? That's like that's like the gun people saying, well, people are just going to kill people, so why why address the gun issue? People are just going to do it. Like why that this is the typical response that that men have, well, which which is why feminists get so angry about it, including myself, because it's like one, why are men trying to downplay the misogyny that is clearly there? And why would you say, well, he's insane, so stop bringing I mean Let's just talk about misogyny. So, so, but but see, the thing is, the fact that he hated women, of course he hated women. He hated everyone, including women, and 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 named women as his hatred probably the most. But in the end, right? Like this is one of those cases. Like right now, if I were talking to you about like gun rights, right? Which we could, right? We say, oh, if he just hadn't had a gun, no, that's not true. He he just he was in a deeply deeply dark place, and he would kill in any case. He planned it for years. Right. And so so like we could talk about misogyny. Well, but, but that's like that's like a separate topic we should discuss. 
it, right. it's separate in a way, but also extremely inclusive. He he was a misogynist, and he was motivated primarily by misogyny. Here's a lot of the things he was. He was a misogynist. He was a misanthrope. He was uh, a loner. Sure. He was. Uh, he had a little bit of so, Asperger's. So he had a if, little bit of this. So the, if the pro-loners came out and said, we need to talk about how he was a loner, would you defend loners? Would you say, no, let's not talk about loners. How, how do, you know, so what, you know, does anyone have a solution to that? Like, why get defensive about it? That's, well, that's, well, that's why feminists are so angry because the response to what they were saying was basically what you're saying, which is like, why bring it up? Because, you know, and their answer is because it's a part of the issue. And then it's like, well, what's the solution? You know, what, what are we going to do about it? Well, yeah, let's talk. There are solutions. But let's talk about it. Why do you think the, the feminists get defensive when some people have brought up the crazy notion, but they have, that, hey, you know what? If someone had had sex with him, this wouldn't have happened. Because people actually were saying, there were many posts online about how, hey, you know what? If some woman had actually had sex with him, this wouldn't have happened. Because First of all, that's not true. <laughs> we don't know it's true, yeah. I, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that sex was the cure to any of this situation. Well, Number we'll, two, we'll never know. We will never know, but I don't think that that was true. Number two, <laughs> of course I could understand why women would get defensive in that situation. Because they're like, what do you mean? We were supposed to throw us? Of course they would get defensive. So what I'm saying is, like, I, I'm not getting defensive in like, men are all innocent. So I'm just saying like, look, of course there's misogyny. Yes, we've talked about it before. Was he also especially misogynist? Of course he was. Um, but So, so I, think, I, think the, I think the reason why it became became an issue was because people came out talking about misogyny and then the not all men thing came out in response to a little bit of discussion of, of, around misogyny. And so the not all men defensiveness came out and then women were like, fuck you. Yes, all women, you know, like stop trying to defend yourself when misogyny is definitely a problem and we need to talk about it. Now, Having said all that, I will say that some people who label themselves as feminists will actually attack all men and just say it's all men's fault, you know, because there's there's a certain point of view that some people have that basically men are programmed or socialized or choose or something to actually actively oppress women so that they can get their own needs met in a selfish way. It's very clear in the way that some people talk about misogyny that, that that's what they believe. Now, I would say the vast majority of feminists don't... Sh don't share this attitude, but some do. And so I think, you know, if you hear 10 women talking about their point of view on the Elliot Roger thing, and one of them happens to, to, you know, suggest that basically all men are just rapists in, you know, waiting for their next victim, because because there are people that believe that there's naturally going to be some defensiveness because the vast majority of men would never rape anyone and never have raped anybody. But there are some feminists, quote unquote, that actually think that you know? and it's not just rape like rape's the extreme right like mo most men don't actually believe like 80 90 percent of what what he was talking about right right i i do believe that throughout human history no one has been more oppressed than than women like you know obviously different races have been but in general between men and women like it's not even close like it's it's been terrible and yet here's this the one extreme is like i heard the other day a story which is not uncommon at all and it's super tragic this gal in um i think it's I, I can't remember the exact Middle Eastern country, but it was it was one of the mi Middle Eastern countries. Um, she had decided to get married with her <laughs> husband, who she they were in love, but they um, they got married without the family's approval, I guess. 
And so as they as she was leaving the from getting married, her family stoned her to death, right? And it was her 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 dad, her uncles, her mom, like the whole family. A women, men, they all stoned her to death, right? So like on the surface, I could say, well, man, they are so misogynist. Of course, misogynist. Of course. But actually there's something much deeper at play too. It it's like the fact that they the fact that even the women are involved in it is because they have this greater thing that is so deeply embedded in that culture that they can't even start to get to the point where they realize, oh, whoa, we're being misogynistic, right? Because they, they actually believe that brutal slayings is ordained by what they believe in, right? And so I think that's that's an extreme example. But when you dial it back back to what we were talking about, I think that, that yes, it, it is a topic for conversation. It is, of course, a topic for conversation because as you were pointing out, uh, the loner should be able to talk about it and all the things. It's just ultimately, I don't think is gonna is gonna yield any results to say, hey, if we were just less misogynist, insane people won't go on rampages like this. I don't think that that's true either. Well, that's debatable. I, I disagree. There's no way for either of us to prove our point. They'll just find other reasons. And that's, I guess, what you're saying. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that I, 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 I disagree. There's no way to know. If our culture was more fun-loving <laughs> between the genders and fun-loving between the races and fun-loving between people of different countries, I, I would just take a guess, and there's no way to prove this point, that there would be less shootings of this kind. There are a lot of messages in our culture, and especially if you want to go to particular areas in our culture on the, online, for instance, that if you are on the fence about something, you can definitely find encouragement to go in a, down a particular road. And again, there's no way to know. People like yourself say, well, he's, he's insane. That's why he's doing it. That's, well, that's actually kind of a debatable uh, statement. And the mentally ill people aren't standing up and saying, hey, uh, not all mentally ill, not all mentally ill. And there isn't another group of people saying, yes, all mentally ill, right? If you bring up any other factor, there's no debate. I would have the same reaction about Dahmer and homosexuality. Dahmer did what he did because of the deep, repressed homosexual things in our society. I'd say, no, he was probably suffering or had to suffer through some of that, right? And that probably didn't help anything, but he was insane. Right. And I, and I would like use it in all cases. Like in all cases, I would say people can have triggering factors and they can be exacerbated by things and all that. But at the point where it becomes a killing spree, it, it is a, it is a, a 0.01% of the population. You're right. And there's no way to know. That's the point. That's why psychology is so fascinating to me is we'll never know yep. because everyone's embedded in the culture and you can't separate it out. Let's watch the queen of feminism herself on YouTube, Lacey Green. Before I begin, I want to send my love, my condolences, strength, and healing to the Isla Vista community. In college, I became friends with this guy who was kind of lonely, he was good looking, a little bit socially awkward. He pursued me romantically, very aggressively, and when I told him that I wasn't interested, he became violent. One morning, he spammed rape threats, my address, my phone number, all over my YouTube channel. He turned our mutual friends against me, he stalked me. I moved into my first apartment on my own, he used to leave me violent drawings like a bloody knife through a heart. He always draw them on green post-it notes and left them square in the middle of my door as if to tell me that he was watching me. He terrorized me for years, all because I wouldn't date him. Sound familiar? College is the time when everyone experiences those things such as sex and fun and pleasure. But in those years, I've had to rot in loneliness. It's not fair. I don't know why you girls aren't attracted to me. 
but I will punish you all for it. I am going to enter the hottest sorority house of UCSB, and I will slaughter every single spoiled, stuck-up, blonde slut I see inside there. All those girls that I've desired so much, you will finally see that I am, in truth, the superior one. The true alpha male. The response to Elliot Rogers' massacre has widely focused on the fact that he's a psycho and a madman, glossing over the fact that he uploaded a string of 20 videos where he repeatedly stated that the reason why he did this is because women wouldn't sleep with him. He said in plain language in his War on Women manifesto that had a woman slept with him, he never would have done this, wouldn't even consider it. And yet all we hear is a sentence or two about how he was sexually frustrated and rejected by women. You want madness? That is is madness. There's a big conversation here that's being completely ignored. Whether or not he's mentally ill remains to be seen at this point, but that's not the end of the discussion. There have been 71 mass murders in the U.S. since 1982, and 70 of them were carried out by men. Most of those are white men. This is not a coincidence. It's telling us something about our culture. Elliot hated the fact that other men were having sex when he wasn't, and he ultimately killed him to prove that he was the true alpha male. Elliot also hung out on bodybuilding forums and pickup artist forums. Masculinity refers to the social expectation that anyone with a penis is raised with. Masculinity requires that men repress their emotions so that they don't appear weak. They use women for sex that they appear physically intimidating. It also urges men to solve their problems and garner respect with aggression. But before the massacre, both the social worker and his parents were like, something's wrong here. So they called in law enforcement and the sheriff was like, well, he seems kind of timid and not very violent. Nothing to see here. Besides the fact that he was, you know, posting his plans to slaughter his peers on YouTube. Nothing to see here. The fact that Elliot was dismissed is partially because we've normalized this idea of violent masculinity. This stuff didn't raise enough red flags because the sheriff thought, hey, he's got a lot of aggressive feelings, just like any other guy. It's nothing to be concerned about. Now six innocent people are dead. Right. I think that's a good point that she brings up. Like, imagine if it was a black man that had put up a bunch of videos on the internet saying he was going to go kill a bunch of cops, <laughs> you know, and the parents found out about it, called the therapist, therapist calls the crisis team, crisis team calls the police. Do you think there would have been a different reaction? Probably. Uh, yeah. I think if a black man had put up a video about killing a whole bunch of black people, there would still be a better reaction because of racism, right? So I, I think... I, I unfortunately, so like what happens is, again, she's, she's totally entitled to like bring up the issues and how, I mean, it must be, ter- don't get me wrong, it must be terrifying to hear that if you're a woman, right? But in the end, it has to be terrifying for all of us because men died. It's got to be terrifying to hear those words coming out of a human. I will kill. That's got to be terrifying. Right. That's actually another point I want to bring up is that a good number of women in our society, millions, have been traumatized severely by men through rape physical abuse, emotional abuse. Women have been targeted by sometimes several men, sometimes at the very same time. I mean, I I have three close friends of mine that all have the identical story of being raped by three boys when they were 13 at a party, you know, in high school, middle school, by three boys that went to their school. I mean, I... In like the span of um, a year, I want, just randomly heard three of my close friends tell the exact same right. story. Okay. It happens all the time. So when the Elliot Roger, I also want to say Elliot Smith, by the way, for yeah. some reason. When the Elliot Roger story comes out and these videos come out, all of those women, or at least some of those women, are going to be triggered by this event. 
And some of those women that are traumatized are going to react by coming out swinging as they should. Because one way to protect yourself is to come out hard and strong and aggressive and say, we've got to stop this in society, this misogyny. This is what happened to me. And this happens to me to some extent on a daily basis. And we've got to end this. And so like, it's another reason, I think, why men need to say, I, I hear you. Let, let's talk about it. You know what? What? <clears throat> yes. Let's. Yes. <laughs> you know, rather than saying, wait, 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 wait. This was an insane man. You know, like, uh, what, what are we going to do? Society or we're not as bad as the Muslims. You know, like it's but, just another reason why we as men, we should be like, oh, tell tell us what what do you hear when you hear this? What should we tell us what we should do? You know, da, 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 da. The, the, the issue for me is that we can improve on the misogyny front. But guess what? Elliot Ross. Roger wasn't ever even close to a woman. He never even went on a date. He never even held a, a hand. He was a, a loner and and uh, and and uh, as I said, a misanthrope who was who was alone in, in his yeah. thoughts. Yeah, I mean, and as, as if, if if you listen to the previous episode, yeah. not you, Berto, but if yeah. other people listen to it, you'll hear again a comprehensive right. report on all of the things that have been written about him and a lot of speculation on my part. Yeah, he was clearly disturbed from a very early age, maybe even since birth. Right. I, I don't. I didn't see any data as from his toddler years, right. but I did see data going back to again reported through the internet lens back to say five or six, and and he had been this way from an early age, and he wasn't misogynistic or at least visibly until he was older, like college years. When he was younger, he was extremely isolated, felt persecuted by everybody, was very jealous of other people that could seemingly socialize well. And he was, you know, he had big problems and, and, but he wasn't aggressive, interestingly, yep. until he was older. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to make the case that he clearly had a problem, then I think everyone can agree. I, I, I guess, I guess maybe this is a symptom of that there isn't a regular outlet for talking about misogyny. So this is like a volcano going off and right. there's an outlet. Right. Because it's an overt right. example right. that is not often in right. the media. And, and I can understand that. I, I guess the, the irony here is that the, the day-to-day misogyny isn't perpetrated by mass killers. It's sadly perpetrated by that cute looking guy down the street who actually may go on to grow up and be okay but ended up doing some really nasty things when he was a teenager or may grow up to be mean to women all his life. Who knows? But you know what? Odds are he's not a mass killer. So sadly, it gets masked by the norm- normalcy of society. Right. Well, let's define misogyny. I think you're getting at an example of misogyny. But another example of misogyny might be something like, we've talked about this before with sexual objectification. Well, sexual objectification, that's a misogynistic way of looking at it things. When you see women as objects and not as human beings, that's that's a misogynist act. And we I think we established that sexual objectification happens a lot. And again, sexual attraction is fine and sexuality is fine, but sexual objectification and the idea that women are objects of sex for men to get pleasure from is definitely in our culture and the reverse sometimes happens. And should also not be tolerated. But the dominant message of sexual objectification is from men to women, you know, in terms of using women. And so we can certainly say that's highly prevalent. And maybe even the majority of men are guilty of, not because they knowingly are harming women. They don't wake up in the morning and go, ha ha, I'm going to harm women today. No, 
they grow up in a culture that says this is okay and this is what you're supposed to even do and the net result is that women feel harmed and have and wake up in the morning and say well it's another day in a misogynist culture and there's nothing i can do about it so i just want to broaden the definition of misogyny a little bit yeah and then i will point out with that that uh, more to the point or actually just more to my point is that that happens all the time and every day in the office at home wherever it is right and none of those people doing that are serial killers or like 0.0001% of them are serial killers or mass murderers. So I th- I think that sure. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that is missing is the educational part because it's missing for misogyny. It's also missing for how to, how to handle yourself in life because there's many loners out there. Some of them are misogynist. Some of them are just lonely. Right. You know, someone actually wrote in and said that they were a virgin for a long time. He said he was nothing like Elliot Roger but could kind of identify with his emotions, with the way that he felt in that he felt ostracized by society. Now, the guy who wrote in said that he had friends, but for whatever reason, he could never seal the deal, so to speak. He, he could go out on a date with a girl, but it always ended up becoming friendships and, and never became sexual. And he said that the older he got into his 20s and s- remained a virgin, even though he didn't want to be, the more stigma he felt and the more like an outcast he felt it and it's an interesting thing to think about it's like there's a club of people that have had sex (laughs) intercourse and there's a club of people that haven't and it's interesting to think about how it would feel to be in the club of people that haven't even though once you're in the club of the people that have had sex you wouldn't say oh my god this is a paradise right you wouldn't wouldn't just be like oh my problems are over you know it's like well that happened (laughs) yeah that happened and now my problems have just begun you know what I mean so but it, but you can totally see someone feeling like a super outsider. I mean, especially because so much of what we talk about has to do with sex and and what sex feels like and how you're going right. to get sex tonight and blah blah blah. You know, I, I would go as far as saying that maybe it is a societal issue, but this also gets in the way of achieving the goal of less misogyny, in my opinion. The fact is, the way that our society is configured, and maybe innately. Guys are steered towards aggressive alpha behavior because it seems to impress females more. And, but but you know, again, why is that? I, I, I like I said, I'm I'm gonna leave it at maybe it's our society, but I I will also put in a little asterisk and say it could be too ingrained over hundreds of thousands of years. I I, I will leave it there. Ingrained and, socially, ingrained, ingrained uh, genetically, even. right? Because, so, sorry, a quick example. High school, I was like the nicest guy to, to girls, right? Like, and so my first real girlfriend that I had, I was just like, you know, I treated her with like a little pedestal, you know, and it's like, this is, a, and that's clearly not what she wanted, <laughs> you know? She seemed to give more attention to the guys that were kind of the dicks. <laughs> and in fact, I ended up losing her to, uh, kind of a dick you know right and 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 it's like that's such a common story for guys in the in those young years it is a common story but i often wonder if we looked at those situations more closely what meanings we would actually pull from it because that's that's the common discourse and and maybe that's what we would come to because i had a friend who i really loved he was a great guy and i always thought he was a good catch i mean he wasn't like the the quintessential guy catch right but he was super funny and smart and nice and social and would never hurt a fly and would never say a bad word about you. 
and when he dated women, he was fully into them and fully dedicated. But for, for whatever reason, women just could not get past like date three or even two with him. Yeah. And I could, and I never could figure out why that was. And the, what, you know, what we came up with and I analyzed it cause I was, you know, young and trying to figure things out and I was trying to help him out. What we came to was that one possibility was that he was too nice, but I think that that's too simplistic. I think there's another, there's a, several other issues besides being a dick versus being nice, but other possibilities are that the guys are being too pursuing and too smothering, right? Because sure. I think all of us, men and women, can say that none of us want to be smothered. <laughs> none of us want to be chased right. constantly, even if it's with someone that we like. So maybe that's it, right? Maybe it's, not nice, maybe it's not the nice versus dick. Maybe it's smothering versus giving people space, right? right? This, this was kind of a wake-up call. I was 12 years old in Adventure Seekers, which is a thing out in the y, YMCA where like during the summer they take the kids and you go on trips and stuff. And I'm sitting there in the bus... And there's this girl that's kind of cute, and there's this guy, and he's just always insulting her and, like, just, like, treating her like crap, just saying, like, and then they're always kind of, like, seemingly fighting and, like, arguing, and I'm like, Jesus, they hate each other. But, like, by the by the fourth day, they were, like, making out. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah, but the lesson from that to me, this is just me, right. is not be a dick, get the girl. It's... Very subtle. I mean, moonlighting, for instance. Didn't they used to fight a lot? Yeah, yeah, but but how do you know that as a kid is my point. Right, totally. And that's why I'm saying like education has nothing to offer in this front. Right. I no no one ever had it there was never a class about how to be a teenager, how to find someone you can relate to. There was never a class on this. Or even although, mentoring or anything. Although I will say as a contracted expert for a high school that goes up into the woods, a public high school that goes up into the woods to teach all their health curriculum. We do actually teach yeah. some classes that pertain to this issue. It sounds like maybe nowadays there is more of that, hopefully. There's right. a little bit. It, I, could when I was be, growing up, there wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> could there be a lot more? Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like, a, you know, one hour about talking about this is, is probably right. not sufficient. And, and then we also got to keep in mind the vicious cycles, right? Yeah. So I was molested by a, a girl and she was likely molested, right? That's probably why she molested me, likely, right? So, but then therefore I had objectifying tendencies heavy, heavily towards women because of things like that, right? And I, I had situations where I would put myself in, in self-abusive situations with women as a result of, the, of, that, of that abuse, right? Were you objectifying women or were you just acting out of what you thought was normal, if that makes any sense? Well, I was, in my mind, acting out what I, was, what I thought was normal. Because that's a little different, because I, I wouldn't say But at least that, to an outside observer, it certainly looks like objectification. It looked right? like, but that wasn't where it derived from, right? Right, but that's what I'm, what I'm getting but at. some that people, that's that, where it derives from. They actually believe fair. girls are actual objects and not actual human and, beings. And that's fair, and I think even in those cases... I. I guess if you draw back the, the circle of life enough, right? We're talking about our progenitors are like like cavemen literally killing and, and like maiming and, and grabbing women by the hair and all this shit, right? Just like today. But, but that's my point. It's like some of those circles have not been broken. Right. So this brings up the eternal debate about evolutionary psychology. Yeah. And I've looked into it a lot and I have a whole series of episodes on evolutionary psychology and the philosophy around it and the science around it. And all I can say is there's no way to distinguish at this point in science the difference between culture and genetics because we all have genetics, right? We all have DNA, right. and we all have a culture. 
No one is born not into a culture. And so we have no way of knowing whether or not as human beings born to have males be the way that they show themselves to be generally in the world, regardless of culture, or if all the cultures around the world tend to teach the same messages to the, the children and then they grow up, you know, accordingly. There is some something we can look at, though. There is something, but it's really hard to tease out because there's epigenetics, which are if you take someone and you teach them a message long enough, it will actually start to reprogram the wiring, so to speak, of their brain, and they will react instinctively, so to speak, given what they've been socialized to do. So, you know, it's very difficult to tease out. And my opinion, after looking at a lot of the research and reading a lot of the material and the literature, I'll say that it's very likely that we have an innate psychological structure that is, quote-unquote, separate from culture. We'll never know exactly what that is unless we actually just throw a bunch of babies in a biodome and let them raise themselves and, figure, and just watch them and never interact with them. We'd have to do that several times, by the way. But I think that there is an instinct, but we are definitely socialized. I mean, just look at the different cultures around the world and look at the different cultures within our own culture over time. So, you know, I think it's I think we're much more malleable than what the evolutionary psychologists would like us to think. I think you just need to look at primitive organisms in nature to understand that, first of all, the nature and the universe, it's not a fair system. Their fairness is not part of it. It's not a nice, kind Disney system. Uh, there are animals who decapitate the mate after they mate. There are animals that constantly rape the mate during mating. Like ducks. Uh, like ducks, etc. It's not a fair system at all. So uh, that's where I come from is that by default, humans evolved out of a completely unfair, cruel thing. Sure. So we have to start from that standpoint. Now, does it mean we have to stay unfair and cruel? No, because actually we've, we've only gone as far as we've gotten by starting to work against the animal predispositions, meaning society for it to or work in an ordered structure. It's actually like it needs to work against some of those well, animal instincts. The way that I would put that a little differently is we have many animal instincts as animals, mm -hmm. one of which is morality and fairness which works against some of our other animal instincts, which happens to be right. selfishness and right. killing people right. to get resources. So, because I do think as social creatures, it's an instinct to not kill and to work cooperatively. Maybe, maybe a lot of people yeah. like to think of that as like civilization or something that we have decided upon. And I would say that if you go back pretty far in a time machine, you would find a lot of the early humans being quite cooperative with each other. Right. It's just hard to tell because like you could see this in lion prides, right? But, but in the right context, they'll kill the young of the other male, right? So like right what looks cooperative. And in the right context, our current society will right. kill right. millions of people. So I just want to listen to a little bit more yep. of, of Lacey Green and see what she has to say. I really love Lacey Green. Have you listened to her before? Uh, I, I have seen a couple of her videos. Yeah. I, th I think she's one of the best voices on YouTube right now. We ultimately amounted in him following the manual written for boys. Don't be a pussy. Do what it takes to take back control. And that's exactly what he did. 
What happens when this toxic masculinity collides with entitlement? A large part of mainstream masculinity is learning to see women as objects to have sex with them, to make them food, to date them, to do their laundry, which of course is extremely misogynistic, but elements of that are all over our culture. Just last month, a girl in Connecticut turned down a guy for prom, so he decided to stab her repeatedly in the hallways of their high school. A few years ago, a man shot 13 women in a Pittsburgh gym after vowing vengeance against females for refusing to provide him with sex and pleasure. Here we see in the extreme examples of men who think that women owe them sex. Now again, in these situations, you can say, oh, they're obviously insane men, right? I mean, you're a social person and you've always been charismatic, so you've never had a problem at least having friends and maybe, you know, women as well. But imagine having, you know, not such great social skills, maybe some issues in your past, but you're not mentally ill and you become extremely frustrated. You want a date. You get a date. She turns you down. You're rejected. You ask another girl out. She turns you down. You ask another girl out. She looks at you funny and says, you? No. I mean, you could imagine a number of things happening to a guy and then the guy looking for some solution and there's a solution in our culture available to people like this, which is women are objects and they're, they're things to manipulate. They're things that you can do what you want with. And if they're in the way and they're pissing you off, then you can just kill them. You can just wipe them out, get See, your revenge. That, that, that's the leap that I don't... I was following you, following you, but that could have ended in any number of ways because people get upset at other people for any number of things. In this case, someone could get upset about these women because they blah, 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 but, and then he shoots them. Right. So now women, you could see them having the same scenario, right? They ask a guy out. He's like, no... He, girl tries to have sex with the guy. He's like, oh, not you. And so on and so on. But n hardly any women go on killing sprees of men. But that's true in general. Right. But that, that could be, that could have a billion reasons, right? Like, because what I'm saying is like. One of which is <laughs> one of the billion reasons, which is probably one of the most cogent, is that in our society, we definitely teach men to take, to take what is yours. It's in many movies. It's in many stories. It's in many fairy tales. Uh, we're starting to change that. We're trying to alter that. You know, like uh, Frozen, for instance, is trying to work against some, some people will say it's still extremely sexist, but they we're trying to move in a, in a direction. Direction. But there are lots of messages that tell men specifically that you take and you're entitled and we do not give the same messages to women. And so that is a compelling, a compelling reason as to why we see the difference. But, but how does to take mean uh, violence, though? Because like the, the thing I'm saying is like violent behavior by males is 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 historical right and it's it's in in similar i guess you know there's other ape species that it's actually the the opposite a little bit but but mostly violence from the males is pretty common and violence from the females is slightly less common because physically they're not as able to compete because they're smaller in general but right? you, you can imagine that we have a you you know we have a culture that teaches boys one thing and girls another thing, right? Sure. Okay. Sure, but not to kill. Not to kill. I know we don't. I we guess, don't. I guess we teach people to kill about the same. Well, in today's culture, we don't. We don't teach girl. We don't teach girls to kill anybody, but we teach boys to kill a lot of people. I've watched the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like most most uh, images of killing are boys killing people and and not girls killing people that that we can agree upon most images are p 
guys killing things. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, or at least destroying things, right? But isn't that isn't that like like I can make an argument that that's that's the culture like that's against men and we should stop that. That's destroying men's capacity for good and for things that are not physical and killing in nature. Right? Yeah. That's, how, that's how is that uh, counter to what I'm saying? Uh, what's what's the uh, what's that's what's, exactly what what's I'm saying. Hating men. How do you say hating men? When There's not even men? a word for hating men that I know. <laughs> that's how bad it is. It's yeah, so bad that I know misogyny, but I don't know a word for hating men, and yet because we hate men because, so much. Because well, because we don't have a culture that hates men in the way that our culture hates women. If if I'm if I define if we define hate in a particular way, but but most I don't men, understand most why killing is men killing men in the world. You yes. know what I mean? And yeah. so how, how, how can there not be this word that I can easily call up? Anyways, my point was simply that violence in general, uh, murder, but, but men, why men is, hate men all the why time. is what you're saying different from what I'm saying? Cause I've, I found I, you were, you said, uh, you said because, because camp- the examples aren't men killing women. It's men killing men. Most of the examples you find on media right. is men killing men. So that would only lead you to maybe say, Hey, that's why we have so many murders in the country. Right. That could be true. Right. But so how is that men. different from, I mean, the, that's exactly my point is so, that so we're we teaching men, men. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're teaching men to kill. Sure. Yes, that's true. And we're teaching them to yeah. assert through violence. That's, that's exactly true. what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and most of the time it's against other men and a lot of times it's against other women. Still, uh, I, I, I still wonder about this. Like I, I watch violent movies like The Next Guy. I love American Psycho, all those things. But you know, I I am a pacifist. You know? I actually thought that Elliot Roger had connections to American Psycho oh, yeah. in a number of ways. Of course, I, I, if he wasn't a fan of the movie, it's one of the biggest coincidences in history. How so? Because the I way he it. the way he talks, the way he uh, he idolizes the eighties, the way he he idolizes the eighties. Yeah, because I saw all his music choices are all eighties music. Right, that's what I noticed yeah. too. I was watching his his videos that he yeah. was that he was making of himself as uh, he's driving around right. the coast in his car, and he talks eerily like when he's like, "These are three hundred dollar." Uh, all um, Giorgio Armani sunglasses, right? Like that's eerily familiar. I know, and he even said something like, "I had a, I, I felt a wave of pleasure." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, yes. it's almost like he was directly yeah. quoting yeah. American Psycho. Another, another uh, parallel or weird thought I had was that you know his dad was a docu- had made a documentary. And his dad's documentary didn't do very well, and Elliot Roger was very ashamed of his father's, you know, perceived success or perceived yeah. failure. And lo and behold, he basically made a documentary of a guy who ended up going on a killing spree. Right. Because we have so much data. I mean, that's what makes Elliot Roger's case so interesting among so many killings that happened. I mean, if we just look on all the various different killings, Elliot Roger is like a, a, a small to mid-level killing, but right. it's so compelling because he made so many videos yeah, and he wrote so a long manifesto. manifesto. That's right. And uh, he touched so many buttons that are already happening in our society. Right. Patrick Bateman is an extreme misogynist. Extreme. Like, extreme misogynist. Way more than Elliot Roger, if that's possible. Extreme. Yet, he's also insane and kills guys and, and kills them for other reasons that have nothing to do with misogyny. And ultimately, the point of the book is that all that matters to him is materialism and, and appearances, right? The appearance of everything, right? Uh, so, in discussing that, 
if that were a real cri- killer or even just in discussing the book i think you have to be able to discuss both and and that might be the point of some of some of these folks like her saying that let's not just talk about but what i have heard sometimes expressed is kind of a, dis- a definitive hey he's not insane and he's just a misogynist which right. i think is the extreme right and yeah. and i've actually said in the previous episode that that point of view is misguided right, right, right. Uh, if you look at the full story right. of Elliot Roger, he clearly wasn't just a normal dude right. walking along and the right. misogyny happened to him. Right, right. Yeah, 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 I right. mean, it, that, that, that's the way they paint it. And yeah. again, if you just look at the surface details when the when the details yeah. were first coming out, I could see how people would have thought that because he doesn't seem insane when he's talking. He seems right. just like a regular guy, if unless you know better. But, so, but, then, but when you start really looking at the story, right. he was disturbed severely from a very young age had been on many medications had seen many therapists psychologists had done assessments psychiatrists the parents had moved him around from school to school he had a behavioral specialist at a high school follow him around from class to class right i mean that's yeah that's a severe reaction and expensive on behalf of a school district and so everyone must have thought something was wrong i mean there were accounts from parents of other children at his schools that said i wouldn't let my kid near this guy because i knew something was wrong with him so you know it wasn't like he was a normal guy who is just a good example of a male with misogyny gone wrong i mean it yeah that that is misguided i think what we can definitely agree is that there are a whole bunch definitely including misogyny there's a whole bunch of things that we can as society reduce triggers for people just in general you know like reduce things that make people hate you know and misogyny is definitely one of them uh and we could go off on other things we can also do things like better weapon control better gun control things like that definitely but but then sadly there's still gonna be outliers you know yeah and they will find whatever with whatever instrument of destruction whatever it is a car whatever but we can do a lot to reduce those outliers from actually going on mass killings. All right, let's go on to another. I have a few more. I don't know what they're going to say, but let's hear what they have to say. This one is on YouTube, and it's by Jacqueline Glenn, and it's called Elliot Roger, Madman versus Misogynist, Yes, All Women. Hey, guys. So I want to talk a little bit about Elliot Roger. Now, I know that there have been videos made about him before, and I don't want to repeat anything that's already been said. I'm sure you've seen the video that he made several times, so I'm not going to sit here and show clips of that. But what I do want to say is that whenever a tragedy happens, and this is something that happens every single time, and it annoys the shit out of me every single time, people like to hop onto these types of issues like vultures. They see something, and they think it's going to help them with their movement or their political agenda, and they use it to their advantage, which is just disgusting. And they like to downplay, in this case, mental illness. This guy was clearly mentally insane. Okay, well, good point. She seems to agree with yeah. basically what you're saying. Yeah. Kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, uh, this one is uh, YouTube. It's a channel called Red Pill Philosophy, and it's titled, the video is titled, Hot Girls React to Elliot Roger, Sex and Rejection. So I don't know what we're getting into here. So did you hear about this whole Elliot Roger guy? Yes, uh, I did. Yeah, a little. Okay, there's this Elliot Roger dude. So in this video, there's this random guy interviewing a bunch of women about Elliot Roger. That's how it's starting out. All this virgin, he was like sexually frustrated, and he hated women because they rejected him consistently, right? I've been forced to endure an existence of loneliness, rejection, 
and unfulfilled desires. That are kind of creepy and try to get sex from them and stuff. Should women be nice in order to prevent another mass murder from going crazy? Or it is, is it his responsibility to man up and improve himself in order to attract the opposite sex? What do you think? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. For me, <laughs> for me, I don't really like rejecting people. It, it hurts me as well as it hurts them. So I try to let them down easy, but also you have to have the emotional regulation to be able right. to handle the situation. Oh, she pulls out the emotional regulation. That was nice. Uh, I just have to point out that that last woman, I would say most people would call very attractive. And so she was saying she doesn't like to reject people because it hurts her as much as it hurts them, which is probably debatable. But but a good, you know, it's, I think, a, a, an, empath, an empathic response. And then she says, and you need to have the emotional regulation to be able to handle that rejection. I, I would say one comment, which is that... Um, Ted Bundy was a very attractive guy or, you know, whatever. He was attractive. And he oh, yeah. actually didn't get rejected often. He, In fact, the women would follow him along. And yeah. then So, I, I, again, I really don't think that being nice or not nice to people that have deep emotional problems is necessarily going to stop one way or the other. Uh, and then not to say we shouldn't be nice to people, that we yeah. should be nice to people. But I don't think this is a case of like, oh, damn it, had those random girls that one time just not been... This was... Br- no. Well, this wouldn't have... Well, the fact is, is that Elliot Roger is not a bad looking kid. Yeah. One. That's right. Two, he, according to all reports, did everything he could to make people reject him. Yeah. I mean, of the reports that I've, that I've read and and heard, he did everything he could to make people hate him. Right, right, right. So, you know, so it's not a matter of like, he's this nerdy guy. I mean, because that's, that's the impression that is out there. It's like, he was this nerd who was awkward and shy. The awkwardness awkwardness comes from the inability to understand normal social human interaction, but not from the, but, but, and and actually I will go as far as saying, if you were ugly and nerdy and everything else, you could add all that, still not a single woman's fault ever that they didn't say this or that to him right. that that's still not the case right let's watch another random one Elliot roger since you are alive right now and you probably looking at this video i just want to let you know that you suck at life you're a loser participating in this hoax doing these ridiculous videos that stupid fake bad guy laugh whoever put you up to it whoever wrote the script the same people who did the Sandy Hook hoax, you guys are all idiots. And now it's going to work against you. You keep doing this stuff now. Let's just look into what's going on here. So I just made this video, Elliot Roger Illuminati Conspiracy Exposed. Oh my God, I had no idea that there were people out there that thought Elliot Roger was a hoax. Oh, absolutely. Because, and, and I'm surprised because he's going the Illuminati route, but with the Sandy Hook, the, some of the most uh, outspoken ones were saying that it was because Obama was trying to distract attention from the Benghazi stuff. So he got, Obama got all these people, yep. hundreds, thousands of people, yep. all to... Pretend, oh. hide their kids and pretend the deaths <laughs> happen and all that stuff. Absolutely. And and in this case, I don't know what it is this time, uh, what what the scandal is, but well, although it sounds like in his case, it's a bigger deal, right? Illuminati. I don't know. What, what are they trying to do? Scare us or something? It's hard. You know, you know what pisses me off about it <laughs> is I am actually one of the people that have never been comfortable with the exact retelling of how of of what exactly happened in 9/11 and it 
it's just like now it's such a joke because anytime you question anything that happens, it's like a truther movement and now those are jokes. So whatever. What do you think? I just think it was all very suspicious. They had been warned. They knew they were doing this big exercise. I'm not saying that they, they did control demolition necessarily. Necessarily? <laughs> yeah, necessarily. But I do think that there was some amount of like let bad stuff happen because we need to go invade Iraq happening there. What, well, what do you think is possible? What I think is possible is that they knew something bad was going to happen. And they meaning? They meaning the administration. And, and they needed some triggers, some catalyst to be able to like fully go into Iraq. Meaning that they had intelligence saying, we have a group of guys in the United States planning. To something. use airplanes to attack the towers. Yeah. And, and they did nothing. And they did nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it could just be incompetence. It could. But it was so convenient. Right. So I think I thought you were going to say that there was a chance it was a controlled demolition, <laughs> which of course is ridiculous, right? I don't know the 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 WTC whatever the other one was was such a weird thing that whatever. You mean Tower Seven? Yeah. No, it's it's all been by popular or, mechanics, not just popular mechanics, by many physicists, many structural mechanics, I many know, many architects, many others have said it doesn't happen like that normally. But listen, on that it doesn't front, happen like that normally. Yeah, because normally you don't have things burning sure. for hours and hours and hours. Sure. Yeah, yeah, on that front, I'm going to say like they might as well have collapsed from the planes. It just they how, might how, have collapsed. From no, them. they might as well. They might as well have they collapsed. Might from as the well. Planes. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea you were such a kook. All right, no, but like, like what's funny about it? What's funny about this is how how crazy how crazy they they pull off crazy stunts with the banks and all this shit and we're fine with that but it's crazy to believe that they would that they would like nudge nudge the clock one way or the other when it comes to manipulating us into a war have you heard the critique against the controlled demolition if you've really heard the physicists talk about it the 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 only way they could have done it is it is through this absurd procedure sure so I think it's definitely within the realm of possibility that there were that there were some people that knew about something happening and would have liked something like this happening right. so that they certainly I could see that happening. But to say that they ran planes into a tower, they knew exactly what was going to happen, and then they already had charges ready to go that no one noticed, by the way. And it's <laughs> just anyway. Yeah, but the the whole thing seems crazy, right? Like that they yeah. Been well, the whole event trained. The whole for event's years. crazy. They trained for years to fly planes into cr- the towers. Well, crazy for what quotes, purpose? But it's definitely something that Al Qaeda does, which is lay low, train right. people to do simple. It's it's a sure. simple plan. And it, all it required was box cutters. Right, right. Uh, learn how to fly. A, you don't even have to learn how to land a jet. You just have to learn yeah. how to fly, how to steer it, and steer it into a building. And 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 they did that. Again, this could all be kooky shit. Did you just hear the FBI docs released about Hitler potentially not having been, after all, killed in his bunker? No. 
that he was potentially ferried to Argentina just like so many other of the Nazis. Yeah. That, that I, was that covered could, up. That I could believe that more. That was covered up, dude. That I could believe <laughs> more than what people are saying about the controlled demolition. I mean, I don't, I, I'm just guessing you have not really heard the full I, critique of that conspiracy because that conspiracy, if you listen to structural engineers actually talk about what would have to take place in order for there to be a controlled demol- demolition, not only just structurally, but also manpower. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, I understand. Covering I, it up. I, I did read the, the Popular Mechanics article, and it was mostly over my head, so that's fair. But At that's the same just time, one article, by right. the way. At the same time, I have, I have also read... Uh, Equally, potentially, I don't know. I, I can't judge who's right and who's wrong because some people have said that it's it seems unviable that the that the way that they collapsed was just because of the plane's heat, the the explosion, the explosive fuel. But but listen, it wasn't. It, it that, wasn't because of the heat. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was the weight of the f- floors above. And yeah, I know. And so when so you have twenty front, floors coming down at like you know I don't know fifty yeah. miles an hour, it's it'll crush the floor just below it. Mm-hmm. All it has to do is all it has to do is crush each floor, which you see it clearly does. It goes bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang, bang. So on th- on that front I'll say like, yeah, you know what? There's there's probably I mean what'd you expect? No like to the top it. would just fall off or something? Like Well we, that's part of the thing is like the only other examples we have are some burning buildings that didn't actually collapse like that. But, but you there wasn't a plane. You and, don't have a plane you know. full of like high octane fuel yeah. burning throughout the building. Sure. And also the structure, from what I understand, of the towers was such that you all you had to do was loosen right. the struts or whatever, the joists from the uh, outer walls, because the whole thing was actually held up by the outer walls. Right, right. And when that buckled, then you had the floors actually drop. Yeah. It's, it's all very logical when you actually see it laid out. And they've run tests on the metal by raising the temperature to a certain because the metal didn't melt it just it just warped a little bit yeah i guess i guess i will i will end on that that whole thing on this like that's probably all right and it's probably true that it was all the planes and that was fine what i have no problem believing sadly is that fuckers could orchestrate shit that's crazy (laughs) but when you start thinking about the scale of trying to pull something off not that hard, right? They did it. <laughs> Someone did it. Someone did what? Someone crashed planes and But but the scale was very small. It was yeah. 19, 20 guys. Yeah, that's right. That did something. That's right. Now, if you have a conspiracy that involves thousands of people, don't don't involve thousands of people. Right. Keep it small. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, again, the, truthfully, the thing I probably believe the most the most is simply that they the administration kind of turned a blind eye to the potentials that there might be an attack because they thought, you know what, either it's not credible or if it is, this might give us a reason for war. That's probably where I land. That is plausible. Yeah. Whether or not that's what happened, we'll never probably know. Here's another video. So apparently someone on CNN claims that Elliot Roger was a terrorist. Right. So let's go to that. Uh, I get where you're thinking, and you make a very cogent argument in your piece, but typically terror involves organized groups, and this is one crazy you-know-what. So uh, two points to that. First of all, that doesn't mean he's not crazy, And, and I would argue, and I argue in the piece, that anyone who resorts to the mass killing of human beings in order to further a political ideology is by definition crazy. I mean, in every terrorist incident uh, in the United States abroad that we can think of, undoubtedly we could find people who would sympathize with those viewpoints but do not resort to bombs and guns and mass shootings and mass killings. So, so definitionally, I think anyone who does this is crazy. Now, 
Some people who are crazy, who commit mass violence, also have a political ideology. And I think in this case, in particular, to think that misogyny, that the extreme hatred of women as a group is not a political ideology, is, is not only wrong, right, but it, it excuses the larger dangers of misogyny in our culture. And by the way, he was part of organized groups. He was participating in online hate groups. So this is a pretty interesting uh, point of view. I mean, normally when we think of the definition of terrorist, we think of a guy with a turban on his head. I mean, I'm being facetious here. But someone from another land, from the Middle East, who wants to kill Americans because we're capitalist infidels. And But really, when you think about the word terrorist in its broader sense, it is someone with a political ideology that wants to commit uh, some sort of act, whether it's killing or otherwise, that you know produces fear and terror in the society to try to further their agenda or get their agenda into the media or something. Yep. And you could definitely make that point with Elliot Roger, right? Yep, you can. I don't know what it buys us in either case. Like, uh, I'm not sure it it necessarily furthers things. Like, it's not like we would say, "All right, well, we need new terrorist legislation to try to stop these people that want to massacre everyone." Like Elliot Roger. I don't know that that would get us anywhere. So it's an interesting point. I could see how based on how we use the word terrorist, it's not quite right because it's not the common usage that that we are associating. But I could also see how it fits the bill from a different perspective. In the end, I I think it's just debating for the sake of debating, though. At least I don't understand what's the outcome. Let's say we agree he is a terrorist. Then what? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. I think what it means is that if we're going to be ideologically consistent with our position that political extremists who commit extreme hateful acts should be labeled terrorists and should be dealt with uh, in a similar way, then we might want to start including people like this. You know, to, because why when we say terrorists in, in America do we only think of Muslims? When there are clearly terrorists of, of all, sh- you know, creeds and right. colors. We, we definitely shouldn't. I, I totally agree with that. I, I, I guess maybe I'm not well versed on what it, what are the, like, for example, I don't want to send anyone for rendition in Guantanamo, right? So if this means we're now going to start sending people to rendition in Guantanamo, well, then I well, didn't no, want like, that in the first place. Well, the CIA targets terrorists. Mm-hmm. The FBI has right. a terror, you know, Homeland Security targets terrorists. Yeah, right, right. Why are they only Muslim terrorists? Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and they aren't for the FBI. They do target some domestic. But you're right that overwhelmingly it is uh, it is Muslim. And, and it's wrong. I, I agree. It should be. So, so there, should, there's been way more terrorism in this country from locals, so to speak, than there has been from foreigners. Right. So should Homeland Security, and maybe they are, target online yeah. groups that talk about misogyny looking for misogynistic terrorists? It's, I think it's a really interesting um, point. I, I think so. I, I I mean I think in general, not just misogynists, right? Racists, all those things. And I yeah, think yeah. they I think they do. Hopefully they do. Let me put it a different way. Hopefully yeah. they do. I I guess if we yeah. I mean here's where I'm struggling. Right? The fucking cops were at his door. If we can't get the cops to do something about it, I guess if this buys us some abilities that the FBI has that the cops don't have, I'm all for it. Sure. If putting people like, if putting people that make videos that are hateful on YouTube on some terrorist watch list means that now we can get a little more attention paid, sure, let's do it. What do you think about the police visit to the door? Well, I'm no lawyer, so they were probably only doing whatever they could legally do. 
right? That, that not not really know. because they didn't review the videos. Oh, they didn't. Okay, no. Well, then I I don't. They didn't go in his apartment. Okay, and I don't know. If they, they didn't. They didn't have. call the therapist. But what was their information? They didn't call the parent. Their information was they got from the crisis team that a that a friend of the mother and the mother because the therapist actually apparently didn't say he or she was the therapist. She said. He or she said she was a he or she was a friend, but two people called the crisis team who called the police that there were concerning videos on the internet that this individual was potentially violent. So all they did was go to his door. They didn't even go in. He came out. They talked to him for ten minutes, maybe less. Found him to be polite and yeah. calm and shy, and then just moved on. They're I mean, not what funded it, for this. What they, did they, they expect started. to happen, though? <laughs> you know, it's the thing. The other thing is... Wait, 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 hold on. In defense of the cops, right? Like, they certainly should not have expected a, a mass killing spree, number one. Right. Because it doesn't happen. Right. It's very right, right? Yeah. Number two, they're not funded for any of this. Their funding's cut left and right. Yeah. So, now... Well, and mental health. Right. So, so even if they did determine that he was a risk to himself and others, the, uh, the availability of mental health beds is such that in all likelihood, if they dragged him into the ER or to a psych ward, they mm-hmm. would say, we don't have any right. available beds. And and all the cops have been through that. Now, whether or not that's specific to this yeah. particular case, I don't know. Well, well let, let me ask you, let me play it out. Let's say that these cops so were So the solution, just while I'm on the topic, oh, okay. the solution while I'm on the topic is we need to allocate tax money, just yes. to be clear, to actually fund about 10 times as many yes. public mental health beds as we do today. Absolutely. And we need to lower the threshold for requiring people to be put in those beds because right now yeah everyone knows in my business and in the business of therapy that in order to get someone into you know involuntarily held in a psychiatric bed someone has to be just off the hook uh, in terms of their behaviors so we need to lower the bar now having said that that means we're going to catch a lot of people that probably shouldn't be locked up well this is this is my question though let's say for a second that the cops had been specially diligent right and they had watched the videos, checked in the apartment, and found and found legally owned handguns and with lots of ammo and lots of ammo legally owned. What could slash should well what yeah what could they have done or should they have done? Well, I think they should have not evaluated him in terms of his mental health because they're not trained to do right. that. They have reasons mm-hmm. to bring him in. They should have called legally. I don't know. They, they do. do. Yeah, there are provisions in each state that's you know statutes or whatever you want to call them not a lawyer that state that if someone if you have if a reason if there's reason to believe that someone's going to hurt someone because of mental illness that's the thing though it can only be if you believe there's a mental but a police officer has to think there might be a mental illness which is of course a pretty liberal you know evaluation right so you bring that person in and you evaluate them in a and a someone evaluates them for mental illness now at that point Elliot Roger could have tricked any assessor into thinking. And he would have. But if the assessor was responsible and actually called the mother, who would have connected the person to the therapist, which might have opened a whole uh, list of people who had treated Elliot Roger in the past, they probably would have had cause to detain him and to force him into treatment. Because that's the point, if people don't know, is that in most states, if not all, if a... If someone is seen as a danger to themselves or others, a judge can mandate that they be detained for 70, up to 72 hours to be evaluated. During that time, if the evaluation 
states that the person has to be treated in a particular way, taking medication, ongoing therapy, the judge can mandate that treatment or else they will be detained again. And so basically it's state-forced psychiatric care with the effort of saving lives. That's the point. Is like, It's not that they're going to spend a bunch of money or they're going to say a bunch of insulting things. It's this person might actually kill someone. Yeah. So who knows what would have happened if they got... If they yeah, I, I'm basically mostly wondering... So that, that makes sense. I'm wondering if the provisions are there in the first place. Had they been diligent and all that stuff for them to actually have done something to get them back on medication and all that stuff? And uh, there are. Okay. So now whether or not it would have worked or not yeah. is another story, but you can actually mandate that people follow the recommendations of a psychiatrist... And it's probable uh, that if he were on the psych, if if he were on the antipsychotic he was prescribed a couple of years prior, that the his behavior would have gone down. But couldn't he later just do the same, like go off the drug? Absolutely. Yeah. But again, it yeah. doesn't mean you don't try. And there are plenty of people that have the potential of doing things like this that are being properly treated and prevented from doing this. Let's watch another one. Okay, this is one by I Never Behave, the YouTube channel, titled Elliot Roger, Is He More Than a Madman? A lot of feminists are out there and, and they're blaming it. Like uh, Lacey Green, she she made some good points in her video, but she also blamed masculinity, which is wrong. And a lot of people are blaming the PUA community, which is wrong. Many people are blaming men in general and the way we act, which is which you know they had their points. But come on now, we we can't just blame how men act as a whole of you know why this happened. This guy's a, this guy had some serious issues going on in his life, and he. So is is this an accurate representation of what Lisa Green was saying? I mean, it's hard to represent what someone else is saying in, without, you know, all the subtlety of the points. I don't think he's representing what Lacey Green was saying at all. But she she wasn't attacking things. masculinity. That was his. That's a quote. He said she's attacking masculinity. Well, but, but that but is like is the. Re- that's, that's exactly why women fucking hate but the responsiveness. Why is he not entitled? Just like just just like you were pointing out. Why is he not entitled to his reaction? He feels attacked. He's entitled to everyone's entitled to their opinion. His his opinion just happens to be stupid. Okay, the but idea, his masculinity feels attacked. <laughs> His mask. Okay, let me let me just put, let me just draw the connections that he's drawing in all likelihood that a lot of men draw. That is, is that a woman is saying Elliot Roger is misogynistic, and we need to stop misogyny. Okay, from there, a man says you're attacking my masculinity. How dare you? But she pointed what out what the hell? No, no, but she brought up masculinity. What, and, one, and, one, what is and, masculinity? I, I ask. It's a bullshit notion to begin with. It's not. A, it's not an actual thing that men are. Masculinity is a social construct that we have decided that everyone defines differently. By the way, some people describe it as a cowboy, and some people describe it as someone who likes to read, or someone that's very opinionated, or someone that plays sports, or someone that's chivalrous. Okay, there's many. What is masculinity? Well, yeah, but. People have their feelings about that, too. Right. So to say that bringing up misogyny and bringing up that Elliot Roger was a misogynist and bringing up that our society is misogynistic is attacking one individual's masculinity, whatever that is. She brought up masculinity. Our society, women included, because society includes women, if anyone teaches boys that they should take what they want from women, right? So how is that that attacking someone's masculinity it's just absurd i don't know but i don't think i don't think that's that part's quite right though i 
I don't think our current modern U.S. society teaches boys that they should take what they want from women. I don't think that's true. In fact, I think there's just as many bad things being taught, if that's the case, about w- women should take what they can from men. But I, certainly, I, I think that that the the point is more about like in general that the slant is towards the the purpose of men seems to be more more utilitarian towards society the purpose of women seems to be more in service of men and i think that that's where a lot of the the issues come up um but you know men men are also seen in terrible light by society absolutely um, I, I i don't agree exactly what you were saying but i mean i can understand that that i guess in answer to why do men feel attacked whenever misogyny is brought up, i don't i don't know maybe maybe it's because there are a lot of men that don't either don't think or don't recognize they're misogynist or may not be misogynist or not more than 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 their societal constraints uh, force them to be or whatever right and that's a good point yeah just i mean there are some people some men that are the most non-misogynistic people on the planet yeah. uh, but bringing up the topic of misogyny and bringing up the topic of our misogynist culture does not say that those men don't exist and that and that's right. the part of it that is just drives me nuts it's like the idea that our culture is misogynistic and the idea that we teach men to be misogynists does not say that every man is a misogynist and does not saying that every man acts upon that misogyny and does not mean that every man is going to kill a bunch of people it's like it's this weird leap that a lot of guys make because and here's my hypothesis Men in our society are not used to being accused of misogyny. We're not used to it. It's it's a topic that has been lost or something, and we are sensitive to it in a way that I think we have to change. And I think actually all of this discussion with Elliot Roger and misogyny has actually been helpful for that. I think a lot of men have started to come around because of because of the conversation. Ah. But a lot of men, it's just like just the topic of no, no. of sexism and misogyny comes up, and men are like, oh, "What do you mean? Uh, I, I'm not, you know." And and it's like, wait a second, no one's saying you did anything wrong. We're just saying misogyny exists, and we need to change it. I, I actually, I actually, I think I now landed on where I'm at, and I actually now I'm going to make some very controversial remark. Ooh, I do not believe there is widespread misogyny in the United States. Because misogyny means hatred of women. Now, do I believe there are biases against women? Absolutely. Do I believe there's unfair treatment of women? Absolutely. But I actually think it does a disservice to the real unbalances and biases, things that hold women back in the workplace, things that hold them back in relationships, to call it hatred of women. Because that means that a lot of guys are not going to identify, like myself, with that statement. Because you know what? I don't feel that I hate women. I've never hated women. And yet, I have been guilty of biases and mistreatment and things like that. So I almost think like... Well, it depends on how we define... Misogyny. That's that's I think the point is right. that misogyny is a strong fucking word. Depending on if you consider, I don't actually consider it that that strong. I consider it a form of sexism or an extreme version of it. Um, but it literally, it's like a hostile. You know, it it's a hostile hatred. version of sexism. You know, because I would label, I would label what's his uh, Elliot. I would absolutely label him as a misogynist along with the other labels and stuff because he hated women. Yeah. He hated them. Yeah. He wanted them killed. Yeah. That's an extreme position. Right. And, yeah. and if that's the same word we used to say, hey, you know, you 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 said a sexist comment, that's 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 an that's a word that we're stretching to its breaking point. Yeah. I mean, I my my overall thing for this whole thing yeah. is that we can all agree 
that we live in a sexist culture. Yes. And we can all agree that we need to change it. Yes. So let's just talk about that. Awesome. <laughs> like if we're going to talk about, if we're going to label it misogyny or, or we're going to say that Elliot Roger is a good example or not a good, like who cares? The point is, is like we have a problem. Let's fix it. Let's bring it up. Let's talk about it. Elliot Roger may or may not be a good example to bring up. You know, who knows? But it's just one person that does bad things. We're not going to change Elliot Rogers' mind because he's dead. But we can change who all the other people's minds who are alive. I don't think you can influence misogynists much. Just like I don't think you can influence true, hateful racists much. I don't. I don't agree. I, I think that unless you're unless you make a lot of decisions to stay rigid, I think a lot of people can change their minds, and and a lot of people do. It doesn't. I mean, the evidence. It doesn't seem to bear that. There's not a lot of that. stories that are propagated in our culture, but I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I have heard stories of people that were I, staunch one way or the other and had their minds changed. I am being maybe, I don't have the data, but I'm going to make a, a hypothesis. My hypothesis is that in staunch inflexibility in almost any position tends to go with lower intellectual capacity. And when that happens... Your ability to be flexible and to learn and grow is actually less than than it would be. And so if you are a staunch misogynist on some forum and always spouting out hatred and hatred, I'm not sure there is much we can do for you I without know, direct personal intervention. We're talking about an ambiguous topic. We're talking about a lot of people. But, 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 but to be clear, about sexism, on the whole, I think there's a much better chance that we can to influence it. I would say that we can actually change the asocial person who's online spouting off about misogyny. I believe we actually can change those How? individuals. Without well, in direct intervention. Well, that's that's part of it, probably. But that's not the same as working as a society on lowering our sexism. Right. So we got to do the yeah. whole thing. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. All right. Here is... Uh, so did you hear about the Seth Rogen thing? Oh, oh. Uh, yes, yes, yes. He got blamed for his movie or something. His, right. So, yeah. so I guess a, an author named Hornaday was writing that, saying that Elliot Rogers' killing was caused by the movies made by Seth Rogen because these movies are bro movies. They're bro like movies, frat right. boy movies. Okay. Right. And so here's something on that. Huff, Huff, Huffington Post Live. I'm Christian Nielsen and you're watching Huff Post Live. Funny men Seth Rogen and Judd Apatow are speaking out against Washington Post critic Ann Hornaday in an op-ed about California gunman Elliot Roger and what led him to murdering six people at UC Santa Barbara last week. Hornaday calls out Rogen's latest film, Neighbors, for being a frat boy fantasy where college boys' lives are filled with sex and women. She writes, How many men raised on a steady diet of Judd Apatow comedies in which the schlubby arrested adolescent always gets the girl find that those happy endings constantly elude them and conclude, It's not fair. Not surprisingly, both Rogan and Apatow responded. Rogan tweeted, Anne Hornaday, I find your article horribly insulting and misinformed. How dare you imply that me getting girls in movies cause a lunatic to go on a rampage. Apatow added, She uses tragedy to promote herself with idiotic thoughts. But Hornaday isn't alone in her thoughts against the, quote, frat boy fantasy. Award Daily editor Sasha Stone defended Hornaday, writing, What Hornaday says is that the misfit creeps look to movies like that, unrealistic depictions of unattractive males getting hot women, and feel even more slighted by women or society as a result. Can we look at the movies as at least a part of the whole culture around entitlement? What do you think? So, uh, you may be able to relate to this. As a kid... I had so many nights when I was trying to fall asleep. I can totally relate to that, by the way. When I would reach out my hand 
and aim it at an object. I still do that. And I was trying to move it with the force. I still do that. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you really thought, I bet you I, I, bet you I can do it. Yeah. And you know how disappointed I was every time? Yeah. Do you know how many killing sprees I went on as a result of that massive disappointment? <laughs> Because I was told that any kind of nondescript average Joe can turn into a hero and save the world in any number of ways and get the girl for sure, but save the world and have powers and be strong. And I also was taught that the, the underdog can win the basketball game, the football game, everything. It never happened. I went right. on a lot of killing sprees. Oh, no, I didn't, actually. Not one. Right. I think the if someone comes out and says, you know, maybe in our movies, we need to think about how we talk with kids and how they're going to interpret these movies. There are a lot of messages in these movies that we love. And we need to talk with kids and, and adults, frankly, about what meanings to pull out of it. There I bet you that one's rated R, by the way. There needs to be a lot of discourse around what things mean and morality and what is good in life and how to be good to people. Absolutely. Uh, to, to target Seth Rogen, <laughs> yeah. you know, to say like, because of his movies, someone went on a killing ramp- rampage is ridiculous. Well, I'm going to go further. I'm going to say if there was a guy that made exclusively misogynistic movies, where in his movies, all he does is torture women the whole time and, and treat them like animals. That's horrible. That's terrible. What a, a Hopefully no one watches those fucking movies. But you know what? That's still not the cause for anything. Yeah. Now, you could say you could say that a consistent, like, they don't, how, how we talked a little bit about how video games, if you play them a lot, it can do some different things to your behavior and whatnot, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying that, that extremes don't influence behavior. And um, I do think that obsessiveness with something can influence your behavior. But yeah, I think in this case, it's like, it's picking the wrong battle and the wrong example. Yeah. All right. Well, here's another famous video uh, that is on Fox News. And I was like, oh, he's angry with women for rejecting him. And then I started to have a different idea. So this is a psychologist, uh, one of my own, one of my colleagues here in America talking on Fox News. Oh, he's angry with women for rejecting him. And then I started to have a different idea. Is this somebody who's trying to fight against his homosexual impulses? Was he angry with women because they were taking away men from him? But this is a kid who couldn't connect and and felt enraged and wanted to obliterate anyone that made him feel like a nothing. That's what this guy felt like, a nothing on, on, on the one hand, and then there was a grandiosity on the other hand where he's talking about how beautiful he is and how sophisticated he is, but clearly a very problematic guy with probably very early signs. I don't know. I haven't diagnosed him. Early signs of schizophrenia, that's what it sounds like. What, and you know, uh, Robbie, one of the things that he talks about in the manifesto was um, I, uh, uh, his mother, apparently, at the end of May, my mother told me uh, that I had to move to Santa Barbara on June 4th. Uh, it sounds a lot of this goes back to his own mother and, you know, his killings were not just of women, but of men and women. Right. And, and I think, too, was he angry at the men for not choosing him? This was a kid who was just angry in general and probably felt rejected. He couldn't connect. He couldn't feel loved. He couldn't feel successful. Maybe he couldn't even okay. feel like a real man. All right. <laughs> Talk about like so so she took one nugget of a theory and she extrapolated all these crazy things. Like cuz like 
here's what 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 would have been a more rational discussion, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, you know, based on his videotapes, based on 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 how he how he discusses things, it seems like he might have been sexually confused. That might have been one of the things. And and then you can that's about all you can say. Well, and what they brought up, he was mad at men for not choosing him. Yeah. And now that I don't know where she got that right. And also, then was the other thing, and it's because like, it's Fox News. Clearly, there's an agenda. Yeah, of course. Now, I'm not saying she, he didn't have issues because of, of the way that females treated him in his life, but the example was so ridiculous. He said his mom was making him move to Santa, Santa Barbara or whatever. Yeah, what, like, what was she... That, and that was the example of the trigger. <laughs> yeah, what was she even talking about? I think she was making a half-ass point about how he hated women as an example because his mom made him move. You know, it's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's just, it's just too bad. That's just bad. And, okay, by the way, though, by the way, by the way, so you can follow this logically, right? And you can see, you could see someone kind of take that at face value and say, yeah, you know what? He's a homosexual. That's why he killed all those people, right? And that's, I think, what the potential political implication is, right? But you see how ridiculous that would be to say that because he's a homosexual, he killed all those people, right? Even if he were, let's say that one of his videos, he's like, I'm confused. I, I may like, man, this may be why I'm so angry or whatever. That's still no, not why he killed all the people. Right. <laughs> so another guy on the Daily Banter, his name is Chez Pazenza. I can't pronounce his name. George Costanza? Or Shay? 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 Anyway. He has a article titled The Sixth. The six worst media responses to the Elliot Roger rampage so far. Uh, number six, Joe the Plumber returns to assert his constitutional rights. Have you seen this one? Yes. What What do you remember about it? That it basically said, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry to the families or whatever, but but they have no right to take away my guns or whatever." It is. Well, it was <laughs> even worse than that. It was something along the lines of, "Just because your kids are dead does not take away my right to have a gun." Yeah. Okay, number five. The Washington Post and Hornaday says, oh, okay, so we've already gone over that one. Number four, Fox News contributed saying Roger was probably gay. Okay, we've gone over that one. Number three, the New York Post really wants you to see the blonde in the bikini that set Roger off. Have you seen this one? Uh, no, I didn't see that one. Well, apparently in Roger's manifesto, he rails against a girl he had a crush on when he was 12, but who didn't give him the time of day, and he talked about how that incident really brought on his anger towards women and they keep showing this girl in a bikini on on, on tv all the time so oh, i like, see number two salon yeah. declares that white male privilege kills so we've kind of gone over that oh so that's another thing white male right so let's talk about that right so you know there's a lot of people saying that um it's all about white male patriarchy what do you think about that that's just a ridiculous statement. The most of the women oppressed in the world right now are being oppressed by non-white males. I mean, I mean, and I'm talking about female castration. I'm talking about like massacres, rapes, the kidnappings that just happened in in Africa, right? India, like crazy. Oh yeah, India is like so. To say that it's just white males, it's not ridiculous. that white males are somehow. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, but it's been. This is what my point was earlier. It's historically, sadly, yeah. it's it's been always right. Everyone. And he's not white. He's mixed, he's half, yeah, like yeah. me. He's half white, yeah. half Malaysian. But, but someone could make a, a He's a just as white as Obama That's is right. white. That's right. He's as white as Obama is white. I just want to point that well, out. What someone could make a case about, and I'm not saying a case about why he went on a killing spree, but what could, someone could make a case about is that this was not 
an underprivileged person, right? right? He was uh, well-to-do, not necessarily a billionaire or anything, but he was well-to-do. So it wasn't like if you were trying to find causal relationship, this wasn't a cause of poverty or anything like that, right? But still, like, it's like the other day someone gave me the example. like, we talk a lot about gun violence only in these cases where there's like a um, killing spree. But the fact is most of the gun violence happens every day all the time. It is one killing here, one killing there, one killing here. And, And it's by many different types of people on the daily show did you see that what he was talking about like he likes to pull from a lot of media sources and yeah essentially what a lot of the right-wing people are saying is like well what are you gonna do people kill people you know that because right. he says you go through the five stages and you end up you know you go shock and then depression and then negotiation and then you end with acceptance and you say yeah. <laughs> well what are you gonna do people kill people what are you gonna do what do you think about that i don't know that anything has been done about anything about any of these mass killings maybe i'm wrong but i don't oh oh actually i am sort of wrong there was a i remember that there was some sort of change to didn't they pass laws somewhere where teachers would start carrying guns or something which is potentially the uh, the wrong way to go with it right but 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 anyways normally nothing happens it's true like in the end nothing is done about anything and uh, the one thing i will say is this is not a case of just gun stuff because it is uh, obviously one could make a case like why why does someone with such a troubled past get to buy a gun and you could say okay that's true uh you could say why didn't the cops check that he had guns and then at that point yeah, you could check that too uh but he also killed with knives he also killed with cars and, and he probably would have killed anyways but but then so there's the angles with the with the mental health and the mental health investments what you were saying about the beds but in the end nothing is going to come from this it's it is sad sadly true it's incredible right what came of the sandy hook stuff nothing well i heard that the gun laws were actually relaxed since that time oh great <laughs> because so many people of the people who are pro gun they got paranoid about right. losing their guns and right. advocated and lobbied to have the gun laws even more relaxed uh, <laughs> because they thought there was going to be they're going to take all the guns away right. so so now that i i don't know that for sure though but well at the very least nothing really happened they talked about passing more stringent this and that and the other thing i wish that no one other than licensed you know registered gun owners had access and that i wish that registration wasn't so easy to get and i wish that you couldn't buy illegal guns easily and i wish that uh, if you commit certain offenses, you lost your right to guns. I do wish all these things. I'm very divided on the idea of whether or not people should have guns or not because the claim is, well, we need our guns to stand up to the government. But I feel like if, if the government really wanted to start oppressing us, like the guns we have are not going to help us much. But I, I could be wrong about that. But it's, yeah. it just feels like drones and tanks would like quickly take us over. But that's not necessarily the best reason to say let's not dis- defend ourselves. I'm more on the side of like I I think I think people get access to guns too easy. They also get AR-15 like assault rifles so easy, and uh, in the end they can do so much damage so quickly. Do I think that's the only problem? No, no. People can kill with other things too, and and a lot of it comes down to mental health. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't have the answers when it comes to this sort of thing. I said in the last podcast that I know a lot of people who have guns in my family, and they're perfectly wonderful people and would never harm anybody, but. Can't we do something? I mean, it seems like the the gun community is just like, you know, how dare you threaten my constitutional rights? It's like, hey, I'm not trying to threaten anything. Can't we talk about I mean, isn't there something we can do? Like with the AR-15s, you know, they say, well, a lot of them don't use AR-15s, but some of them do. 
So if we if we got rid of assault rifles, might that actually reduce some of the killing? It's not obviously it's not going to get rid of the killing because in other countries where there's no guns in circulation or very few, like China, for instance, all the mass killings or many of them are with are with knives. Nice, yeah. They still happen, and, yeah. and, and gun you know proponents like to point to that. But you can't deny that it takes right. a lot more effort to kill a lot of people with a knife than it does with an AR-15. If I were the NRA, the, the thing I really can't figure out, right, is don't you think it would be in your best interest because, let's be honest, they're trying to make money. The, the, the rifle companies, the gun companies, they're trying to make money, right? So don't you think it would be in their best interest to actually – Put better safeguards in place and and make it so that guns have better safety mechanisms. They are better regulated. You would think it's in their best interest. Right. But I don't get it because they seem to always rally against it no matter what. Right. And, and all aspects of it. Because people will say, look, can we have better, like the, the guns that can only be fired by certain individual, by the individual with the handprint? No, 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 don't, no rights, nothing. Or no, no blocks on anything. Right. Like, can we close the gun loophole? No, you can't stop anything. This is one of the victims' fathers talking at a press conference. His death has left our family lost and broken. Why did Chris die? Chris died because of craven, irresponsible politicians and the NRA. They talk about gun rights. What about Chris's right to live? When will this insanity stop? When will enough people say, stop this madness? We don't have to live like this. Too many have died. We should say to ourselves, not one more. Thank you. That's it. A lot of emotion there. It's heartbreaking, but sadly, the next parent to speak could have been the one from the boy that got killed with a knife. And he would have said, not one more, but what does that mean? So here's another one uh, by Net Morpheus uh, on, on YouTube. Every time this happens, we look at these families and we hear their heartbreak uh, and you look for answers because something needs to be done uh, to pre- prevent these kinds of things from happening. But the big question uh, is what? Richard Fowler, let me start with you. Well, thanks for having me, Martha. And I think you're completely right. I think every time you see one of these tragedies, we ask ourselves as a country, what can we do? And unfortunately, Martha, the truth is that the will here in, the will here in Washington is there's not enough will for us to pass sensible gun reform. So I think the truth of the matter is we have to look at what we can get done with this Congress, where Democrats, Republicans, and everybody agrees. And that's beefing up mental health care in this country, making sure everybody gets proper mental health care. And we're working ahead uh, of the clock here to make sure that stuff like this doesn't happen. What do you think of that? This is the thing that that most upsets me every time. It would be one thing if they came out and said, look, we can't take guns away. It's Second Amendment. We believe in our country, blah, 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 blah. But we have to target health care. And here's this bill I'm proposing, right? That would be one thing. If they were honest participants and they, they actually had something to contribute positively, right? Because they, they could. They could increase funding. They could say, you know what? Maybe Obamacare is not such a bad idea, especially if it helps us with, in fact, let's add a provision to Obamacare about health care, blah, 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 right? That doesn't happen. All they do is they come out and they say, this is not about gun rights. If anything, it's about health care. Are you going to do anything about health care? This is not about gun rights. And that's the end of the discussion. So it's bullshit. It's simply they're, they're only supporting their supporters. That's it. 
Well, I agree. I, I, that's what I'm saying. It has to be go beyond gun control here. We have to find a way to solve, me- like, deal with mental health care in this country because it's real. Yeah, it's I, I, a think real, that, real, real I think issue. that's the crux of the matter here. And, you know, this is the thing that we dance around all the time, uh, David. And we, we talk about video games. We talk about guns. We talk about violence. We talk about mental illness. And, and the only thing that ever seems to get any attention in this whole thing is the guns. And it doesn't seem to be solving the problem. Yeah, and Martha, you know, everyone feel can feel the pain. Or <laughs> okay, that that's such a ridiculous thing. First of all, it's not the only thing that ever gets the attention. They talk about video games and movies all the time, right? But wh- when they say it doesn't seem to be solving the problem, well, no, but nothing has been done about it at all. So how could it have solved anything, right? So if you if we, you want to I mean, yeah, say we, we haven't tried anything, right. no, So if you want to say we do that every time a gun tragedy happens, uh, someone brings up guns. True. If you want to say that. Bringing it up alone doesn't solve anything? True. Yeah. Those are the only true things you can say. Right. When you look at statistics between countries, because yeah. every country has its own culture and law around guns, you see a correlation. The more guns, the more mass shootings. Yeah. The more death, the more murders by guns. Or at least empathize with the pain of this father. He's just lost a child in a tragedy that we don't imagine, we don't ever want to imagine. Richard, however, mixes two things that need to be separated. Gun control and the mental health issues. Since the 60s, there's been a fight to make addressing the mental health issues at the state and federal level. That's been ongoing. The issue is mental health here. You're right. It's about the knife. It's a weapon. It's the person. It's not the instrument used. It's the person that's the problem. And in California, for instance, they need to look at what their states have done. So let's imagine that Elliot Roger did not have a gun. Mm-hmm. Let's just imagine he had no gun right. and he didn't have a, you know hundreds of rounds of ammo. What would his spree look like? Well, he would have killed the three with a knife. Yeah. He might have run some people over. He might have ran some people over. And none of the people he ran over died, by the way. Yeah. So at least half of the victims would still be alive. And another, I don't know, I don't know how many other people, six other people would not have been injured. But I just want to go on record and say, politically speaking, I don't really have an answer when it comes to the gun thing. All I have to say is, wouldn't it be nice if we experimented in our country and did did some things and changed like in some state like some state tried it out yeah and saw what happened I, and 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 yeah. if and if things improve yeah then maybe we can look at yeah. that Here, so two things but to do nothing right, absolutely T- two things that I, that come to mind one is what i was saying earlier which is sadly like yesterday right now as we're speaking people are getting killed with a gun right and yesterday it happened it wasn't a mass killer it was just in the ghettos in the poor areas in a robbery or whatever and guns were used and someone died right that that those numbers add up and they keep adding up and they keep adding up uh so number one i think the gun problem shouldn't just be talked about when there's a mass killing it should be talked about all the time because it's always happening and and it could be argued if you want to reduce harm to society we really should be talking about those one person at a time murders yes. because the the yeah, vast majority of gun yeah. killings are one person, yeah, one at, person a time. at a time. But number two, and this is this is the thing that I don't have an answer for. Like you, you understand the civil unrest when they come to as they now really would come to take your guns. Well, here, and here's my thing because that would never happen, right? Because right. that would be a disaster, right? But. What I always thought, what I thought, and this is because I'm not expert, I'm sure other people have thought of this, is all you have to do is just stop selling more guns. I you know, see. And control the control the, the outgoing new quantities. Because and if you stopped better, right now, yeah. you could even say, go ahead and sell your guns among each other. Yeah. 
But the overall result would be less new guns, less guns, less more guns. <laughs> yeah. And so would that uh, would that affect change? Might that? That's an interesting point. You know, because uh, guns break or you lose them, and, or and, and again, it goes back to this: like it's the lack of subtlety in the argument. It's really pathetic, right? Because it's like, can guns be safer? No, they can't. No, because I still need my vintage bread. I need my this and that. No, so they can't be safer. Can they be regulated? No, they can't. Can we not sell them to certain? No, you can't. Like you have to sell them to everyone all the time. Right. And it's that inflexibility right. that is really um, unfortunate. Like, right. And and I think one of the things that they suffer from, the NRA, is I think they secretly know that there's something wrong with the society and there's something yeah. wrong with owning guns. I think, I think they have a secret notion that they're wrong about the whole thing. And unless they draw a very firm line in the sand, then... Uh, if you give them a drop, they'll take a. They'll take because once uh, people start realizing <laughs> you can actually get change, right. they know right. or they suspect the whole thing's going to come unravel. Right, and then they don't sell any guns. Right. So, do you think that's why they brought down the towers? <laughs> Here's another one I thought you'd be interested in. And it wasn't so much that he hated blonde girls; he he wanted them. He was he hated blonde girls because he was not able to be with them, and he just didn't hate girls. He hated guys that were with girls, but it was more than just relationships. He hated people that had more money than him. He was obsessed with that. He was True. obsessed with envy. And you, you think of envy, what do you think of? That's the whole position of the left, of socialism. <laughs> this guy, this guy's name is it coming. This guy is Ramsey Paul, by the way. Okay, Ramsey Paul. I, I, again, I did not see it coming. They, <laughs> I know they sneak it in so well. well. See, that's the master of a good bullshitter. Yeah, is you start off with something people go, oh right. yeah, I can get that. Because yeah, I was starting to say like, yep, you're right. He did hate and he had envy and he hated the rich and he, and then I saw you nodding your yep, head. You're like, yep, yeah, and then yep. and then the left then turn, <laughs> the left turn to crazy town. <laughs> And that, if you think about it, that is really all about, because the left want wealth redistribution, they want to kill all the rich folks so the poor people can be happy. Wow. Clearly it's their fault. It's the left. The left put ideas in Rogers. uh, Yeah, well, so the reason why I thought you'd be interested uh, in this is because the title of this video is Elliot Rogers subbed to the Young Turks. Or something, but so I think one of the hypotheses. Oh, so the, the Young Turks. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I remember this. He li- He apparently listened to the Young Turks at some point. In right. His life. So, so I, let's see if this is it. Yeah. I did a little digging on this loser freak, Elliot Roger, who killed all those kids in Southern Cal in Southern uh, California. Um, look who he's subscribing to, and after he subscribes to his the Young Turks who he loves, look who he subscribes to next. And this was all within a very short period of time right before the shooting. This wasn't like a year ago. So essentially he's saying it's the Young Turks' fault. Well, because they're progressive socialists, right? But you know who else's fault it also is? It is BMW. <laughs> he drove a BMW. Yeah, and the and, and and the song Walking on Sunshine. Walking on Sunshine. Oh, Katrina and the Waves, right? Yeah. And Giorgio Armani's sunglasses. It's their fault, too. Yeah. What uh, rock have we not uncovered here? There's a line of reasoning that says, hey, had he actually had sex, he would be, he, this would not have happened, right? If he had actually gotten attention from females and had sex, right? Uh, this would not have happened. It's and the women's you, fault. And I think you pointed it out earlier that- They didn't put out. That's right. And I think you pointed out earlier that he actually took extreme lengths to not be liked 
by anyone. Right. So I don't know how he would have ever even, like he said himself, he never even held someone's hand. Like, so I don't know how he would have even gotten close to the point of having a meaningful relationship, sadly, with anyone. Right. So uh, here's one called Elliot Rogers Mass Shooting Hoax Connects to Young Turks. Let's see what th- this has to say. Review time. Y'all better understand one thing. I don't believe none of this crap. Santa Barbara shooting rampage. Yeah, right. Get on <laughs> some up that garbage. I mean, it's not even 24 hours and we get this right here. Father whose son was killed by Santa Barbara shooter blames the NRA in press conference. Dude literally said this. And my son was killed. And it was because of the NRA. Come on, man. Really? It's only certain type of people I know who would say something like that, and that's MSNBC. People like David Pagman, Sam Cedar, Young Turks, and everybody else affiliated with them. Those are the only ones who would make that type of accusation. Those are the type of ones who believe in the New World Order. They accept that type of stuff. Oh, he's obviously onto something. I mean, it's it's sad, man. It, it really actually saddens me. It's kind of depressing. Here's another person called Jolarity. We'll see what she has to say other people and he did this because he felt lonely and depressed um he felt like he wasn't fitting in in his school um, i guess in life and another big reason was if you watched his video he was talking about how beautiful women didn't like him didn't love him and didn't want to have sex with him so i want to let you know that anyone who can relate being lonely or depressed or unwanted to please watch this video this is a very important message as much as it seems like it does the world does not revolve around sex and women. Not every woman is going to satisfy your loneliness or satisfy your needs. It surely is not our job or mission to do so. No woman wants a man who is insecure or is miserable. Stop obsessing about women. Stop obsessing that women will make you happy or should love you because you look good or because you're rich. Because at the end of the day, those things don't matter. Personality is the most important factor for finding love. Most women I know are attracted to confident men, men who are happy. If you're a terrible, miserable, and arrogant person, you're not gonna find the love and affection that you're looking for. Also, sex isn't everything. Elliot Rogers was so angry that he was 22 and a virgin. Are you kidding me? Uh, so she's definitely not wrong about any of it. Um, sadly, I think that if someone like Elliot were to hear that, uh, he wouldn't listen to it and would probably turn it off. So the message would not reach its hopeful intended ears. Yeah, um, there are a lot of people that actually responded to him online. And they actually, that's it's another interesting thing about this particular killing is like his communications have been documented and people's responses to him have been documented and his uh-huh. responses to them have been documented. Right. And a lot of people that one would call are, you know, f- people on the fringe of society were reacting to him as if he was further right. down the fringe of society saying, dude, we all like there, you know, he was on that website where they call themselves incels where they're involuntary yeah. celibates, yeah, yeah. which I didn't know was a community. And there were other incels that were calling him a little extreme in his points of view. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, So it's just, it's just, it's another fascinating part of this, this story is there's just so much data to, to look at because he just left a trail, you know? He had the money to get a prostitute. And if his view of women were really low, like why would he have any qualms about getting a prostitute? Huh, right? I, I didn't even think about that. But, but, but the fact is he wouldn't have because in the end, this wasn't about that. It, it, it was so much deeper than, than what his surface videos talked about. All right. Well, anything else? I, I wish we could say we've solved it and we've stopped it from happening again. But well, let me <laughs> let me provide what I provided at the end of a very long, but probably not long enough investigation into all the different factors that I thought. So 
in the previous episode that I made on Elliot, Elliot Roger, I almost said Elliot Smith again, I asked, why did this happen? And according to a review of a lot of the literature and the research, one thing, one, one factor we can, we can identify that leads to events like this is too few psychiatric beds. We need to, frankly, allocate tax funds, raise taxes, and have more psychiatric beds. It actually wouldn't cost that much. We're only talking about, in some states, raising it from 17 psychiatric beds per 100,000 people to 50 beds per 100,000 people. So that's not a huge increase right. in the grand scheme of budgeting. Right. Another issue is that our threshold for involuntarily holding people like this is too high. Um, this will impinge on some people's rights, but we could probably say if it ends up reducing incidents like this, it might be a worthy price to pay. Another reason why this happened, genetics. We haven't brought up genetics yet. Genetics probably played a role in not only his mental illness, but his propensities and his, you know, his, his impulses. Uh, mental illness played a role in him, you know, his particular mental illness, and maybe the world he grew up in. We don't know much about his childhood. We don't know much about his family yet. He could have been potentially abused. We don't know. I'm not going to say that he was because there's, as far as I know, no data on that yet, but maybe there is. Do you know if there's any data the on that? The only thing I heard was that... Um because it sounds like he had a stepmom as well as his yep. mom. Yeah. And and I read something that his stepmom had been, at the very least, verbally abusive to him. Okay. But who knows? Okay. So that's that's a factor there. I mean, we could definitely hypothesize, if that were true, that his anger at women in general was a displacement yeah. from his anger at his, at, his, at his stepmom. And in either case, he came from a broken home. Which, he did plan on killing his stepmom. I knew that much. Oh, okay. And, and he came from a broken home, which right. by itself can also trigger a lot of uh, resentment to not just women, but right. in general. So. And they moved when he was young mm -hmm. to the States, which for some children can be quite traumatic. Yeah. You move away from right. your extended family, from your oh, friends. Yeah. It, can, it can be very difficult for people. And I think people underestimate that. Another factor as to why this happened, we have frankly too many guns and too much ammo in circulation. Yeah. If I could snap my fingers and take away all the guns from society, from the world, I'm just going to take a guess and say that things like this are going to happen less. Just a guess, you know, just a guess. Oh. Now, will, will knifings happen? Absolutely. Yeah. Will people running people over with cars happen? Yes. But I'm, a, I'm just going to take a guess and right. say that murders by gun will go down right. if, and murders in general, and, and by if there aren't guns in circulation. As we're planning out all the solutions we could have as a society, technology has saved our ass in many ways and can ha can be very beneficial. Yeah. And we shouldn't rule out technological solutions to some of this. Right. Early warning systems that are automatic. Early, like imagine that actually. Like if there was some more AI around detecting patterns from oh, people. Yeah. That that could, and maybe this is too much uh, intrusion in our privacy. But as far as I understand, we've already given up. A shit ton more than this. Right. So if, if somehow it could be flagged that, hey, you know, so in the last N amount of time, the videos have been flagged for hatred. Totally. And, and other, I, you know, I thought about this, actually. Yeah. I didn't say this in the last episode because I ran out of time. But if the NSA just allocated, I don't know, 10% of their effort just on this sort of issue, they would be able to flag so many people. I mean, Elliot Roger left a, a trail that, that when, you, when you look at it, when you pool it all together, yeah. and potentially if all the therapists would have pooled all, all their things together, this would have all pointed in the direction of high risk. Now, there are a lot of people who fit his profile that actually would never 
kill anybody and don't, but definitely he would have been flagged for something, at least a search of his house or maybe a little surveillance. Yeah. Well, which, which points... If we're really worried about American lives yeah. and people killing them, right. which presumably we are when it comes to terrorism, then shouldn't we be looking at people like this too? Yeah, and then the problem is that what, what happens is that privacy advocates will say, no, no, but we are worried, but not at the expense of our freedoms, right? Yeah. Now, and, and then where the balance is, I, I wonder, like, if we're being so but if they're gonna, if they're gonna, if they're going to take away our privacy, which they are, then... Why not do it in well, a way that is benefiting use, American lives? <laughs> well, but this is my question. Like, I, I, I ask this every time. Like, how, how is it possible that at the same time, every email is being monitored, all this shit's being monitored, and yet they, they don't catch stuff like this? Well, we don't know they don't catch stuff like this. They they'll, just don't care? They, they don't flag it? They don't... They'll claim that they catch people. Oh, you mean like, pe- like Elliot Yeah, Roger? why would an Elliot Roger not be flagged? Like, or, or why would they not do anything about it? I don't know. So Maybe they were monitoring him. My conclusion is that the monitoring is not actually that good. It's right. not as good as we think it is. Another reason why this happened, a society of, of uh, with a culture of glorifying violence. We have a society that glorifies violence. Other societies do not glorify violence as much as, as us. Some of them glorify violence as yep. much as us. And when you do that, it, it, it I think, produces a greater prevalence of sort, this sort of thing happening. We also have a culture of misogyny and bigotry and racism and sexism and yep. anti-certain people. And when you have a culture of that, you're going to increase the prevalence of this and the in increase of targeting of of people that are oppressed and also another reason why this happened it's just another variance it's just a variance in human behavior when you have seven and a half billion people on the planet you're going to have a wide variety of behaviors most of them will reside in the middle where people get up in the morning and put on a Gore-Tex jacket and work at Microsoft but you're going to have a very small percentage but you know a sizable amount of people at the very end of the bell curve behaving in very strange ways like I gave the example in the last episode about Lady Gaga wearing a meat dress. That's a very strange behavior. And when it comes to strange behavior like meat dresses, we don't question why she did it. We just say, well, that's weird. And we just say, well, you know, people are weird. But when someone decides, when someone wakes up in the morning and decides to go on a killing spree, that's when we need to know the answer somehow. It's like we need to know why it happens. But the fact is, is like there's human variance in behavior and whatever behavior is possible is likely to occur in a whatever small percentage of the pers- of the population. Right. What do you think about that? Uh, I think Not that I'm saying point. we should accept it. No, no, no. Not that I'm saying it's right or natural. No. But I'm just saying... No, no, I, I think it is a good point. In fact, it's kind of like the... Kind of what I was saying about... Uh, it's the the an, uh, analog to what I was saying about how there's so much more gun violence that's just every day. It's, it's an analog to that because what, what it really means is that there's a lot of weird behavior all the time by a lot of different people, right? And... Uh, to your point, it, we don't scrutinize it all the time. I mean, maybe the tabloids do, but in general, we don't scrutinize it. Um, I think what I was saying about how the news cycle is really about making money, right? That's part of the issue, right? It's like we need the scandals. We need the big drama to sell. And so I think that's why we we make that. So then those questions have to be asked because otherwise your story is over. Right. And your people, story is over. And people want to know why because they yeah. feel unsafe. And yeah. when they feel unsafe, they want answers. Yeah. Another reason why these sorts of thing, these things happen, I think, is because we glorify these people in the media. And I'm not even quite sure if we're not doing that right now with this podcast. But in right. a lot of the media, I, we can say that it's it's very overt. They'll well, have like, yeah. man kills this many people, and yeah. you know they have the sirens and the bells and the whistles, and they show his face like when the 
the bombing in the Boston Marathon, they had that really sexy picture of one of the guys on and Rolling Stone. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I remember that. You know, that's very overt, blatant glorification. Yeah. <laughs> when you have a sexy photo of yeah. a guy plastered on Rolling Stone, yep. where the rock stars of America get plastered, yep. it's like, oh, you know, do you really want to send right. that message that if you kill people, you'll you'll get kind of like a cult following? No, I, that's a great point. I. I I also think that, so you brought up like, oh, are we kind of glorifying around? So I, I do think there's a big difference in having a dialogue in, in our society, including in the news media, about things that happen, especially when they pertain to human behavior, right? I, I just think that the, the core difference is this. You and I are having a conversation. We are looking at a lot of different things. I have some opinions. You have some opinions. Plus, no one's listening to this. Anyways. And no one's listening. <laughs> but we're talking about it, right? Yeah. So I would have, I wouldn't have as big of an issue if the media talks about things, right? Yeah. Yeah. They talk about it. They present. They have different things. I, I, I think, I think I just start getting rubbed the wrong way when it is a sell job. You know, later tonight is the demon inhabiting our. It's like as soon as it starts being like that, then I know I'm being manipulated yeah. to keep me watching so they can sell their product. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just sleazier. This man killed six people in California. What he did, what he did next, will amaze you. Exactly. Find <laughs> out tonight at eleven. Well, you know those little Facebook <laughs> yeah, click yeah. on. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know? That's right. What he did next will shock yeah. you. This, you know, three simple tricks that I never knew were possible for. Losing weight blew my mind. Blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something you do every day. Yeah. Click here. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, every one hundred of those I click on, and I go, <laughs> "Why did I do that?" <laughs> it did not blow my mind. It did not. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for another episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us. Please email us if you have an opinion. We've talked about a lot of things. I'm sure some people out there have opinions. You can email us at contact at psychology in Seattle. That's contact at psychologyinseattle.com. Or you can go to psychologyinseattle.com and go to our contact us page and contact us. Or you can go to the donate page and donate, or you can check out all of our archives of our other episodes. That does it for another episode. Please take care of yourself. It just I had one last thought, which is this. Like Kirk and I were disagreeing about a lot of things, and it's okay because after this, we're going to go and we're going to have some coffee and we're going to laugh it off and we're best of friends so like I think if as a society we can all talk about things and not hate each other in the process that's gonna go a long way you know here here <laughs>